0: Uh oh, am I muted?
1: Am I fro? There we go. There we go. Hey, welcome to another great uh, LTS show. I am your host, uh, Bodkins, of course, uh, steering this ship. Oh my gosh. Uh oh, there it is. This is what happens when you're the producer. I'm the producer, the host tonight. This shit's already screwing up. I have got to get a different computer or something. Internet, I don't know uh, what it is around here, but. Uh, they don't pay me enough to host and produce, but tonight I am doing both. Uh, so unfortunately slash fortunately for everybody, I'm the one clicking all the buttons. I'm the one talking on the mic. I got to do everything around here. I got to do everything around here. Um, but we got a great show for you. Uh, if you missed it yesterday, please check out Yesterday Morning Show. Uh, and then I also I had a great guest uh, last night. Uh, please check that out. Timmy B of the First Insight Podcast. Uh, joined us, it was a lot, joined me last night for, talked a lot of UFC, Uh, it was really great, Uh, we talked just, I mean, it was all over the place, it was a lot of fun, but, uh, so please check that out, Uh, you know, but let's get into it tonight, we got a lot to talk about, man, there's NFL news going on, we are just a few short weeks of training camp uh, going on, we'll be talking a little Wimbledon when Jim joins us, uh, you know, and then obviously when Jonathan Grishman joins us, we'll be talking a little uh, football as well, I mean, baseball and talking about the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, they're, they're going to be sellers at the deadline and things like that. So, uh, but that's a little bit later. Let's bring in the guys, uh, none other than a man who's about to eat some crow. Uh, the D hop news, uh, dropped yesterday, obviously a two year deal got paid decent amount of money in the man who's going to eat crow. I got to admit, I was wrong too. I thought I didn't think D hop uh, one week ago. I said D hop's not going to go to Tennessee and, uh, here we are, seven days later, suiting up for this man's team. Sam, what's up?
2: Good evening, Nick. <laughs> I just spit up all the crow feathers out of my mouth, but I haven't, I haven't totally dined in yet because the season hasn't started, and I'm probably going to crap my pants if he ends up with 999 yards. <laughs> 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 Woo! Told you he was number one wide receiver. <laughs>
1: he he How is. Doing, buddy? He is going to be a number one wide receiver. He's going to be your number one wide receiver.
2: <gasps> In yards or I, it, just on paper?
1: Both. It, oh, both. Okay. All right, okay. All both. Right, cool. um, and yeah. he's going to be that guy. I know you've been scorned by 30-year-old wide receivers before, but yeah, I will I, say – It
2: hurts so bad. It hurts, Nick. I have nothing I, I will say
1: this, though. All those guys, when they went to um, – Tennessee you could tell the end was near right like we knew that so you look at Andre Johnson he had a stint with the Colts before that and we knew yep. his career was on the back end yeah. uh you look at uh Randy Moss Randy Moss was uh, we knew he was on the back he went to like three played for three that we were as his third team that season so we knew his his he was uh, his best days were behind him mm-hmm. uh you look at who else um uh, Julio Jones Julio Julio I thought there was a little optimism but I wasn't too like Super stoked about it because his last you know, year or two in Atlanta wasn't typical Julio Jones uh, days. Now, I do think you're going to get a pretty darn good D-hop who still has some time stuff left in the tank. I still think he could get you a thousand yards. Uh, I, why Tennessee? Why, and how do you feel about it? Let's bring. Hold on, before you answer that, let's go ahead and guy who D Hop's team scored, So we'll just go ahead and bring in our own Hall of Famer here before uh, we uh, get to going on this D Hop situation. Look at the shame. Look at it.
0: Rebel in that
3: shame. What's up, D Hop? Why did you go? What's up, guys? D O. I'm. I'm. (laughs) Listen, we have no wide receivers here, but uh, but I'm kind of glad in a way that we don't have D Hop Bill O'Brien news every day. So. I'm here the, for the drama spot. would have been unreal. Out. So Sam, let's yeah. let's go,
1: let's let's go with you. What um how you feel about the D Hop situation and uh, now that he's form, now that he is a Titan. And you I gotta eat a little crow. You're gonna you got you got to root for him uh, to get a thousand yards. Yeah, no, 50.
2: yeah, I have to root for him and smile as I drink mayo coffee as I do it. But uh the shtick is uh money, first of all. Let's just call it what it is. The contract was aggressive and whatnot. Uh, And it's always so funny to me that these guys always end up going with the teams that offer them money. And then they're like, I wanted to be here or whatever. Come on, give me a break. Number two, uh, I think he, I know he likes Tim Kelly and Tim Kelly is the offensive coordinator. He had his best years under him and Tim Kelly is here. But uh, notes here that you guys might not know. uh, The Titans are not in great cap shape, so they're going to have to extend somebody. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Harold Landry. I still think they're looking to offload Tannehill after the season's over. That's
3: I think what I, when I heard, what I heard today, if I'm not mistaken, is this is basically a one year deal. Yeah, one year. Yeah, yeah. Deal. two it's years. A, heavy, it's heavy, heavy, incentive based. Heavy yes. Incentive based. Yeah, and and basically the Patriots could have given Hop that money, and Belichick incentivized the whole contract for him. So that's why he went to Tennessee.
2: Yeah. So I, I, that's what I mean. That's what it comes down to. We can pay it up. I am highly shocked though, because we went from what, what was it, Scott, minus 250 to plus again. And then Nick and I saw that the Chiefs were knocking at the door. I'm like, well, he's going to the Chiefs. Go get you a ring, D Hop. Why wouldn't you? So I, I was sitting in the middle of the Red Stadium in the burning hot seats behind home plate, close to home plate anyway. And uh, my phone's going crazy. And thank God, Nick got me on facebook messenger and made a different sound or i wouldn't have looked
0: at
2: it. <laughs> so i was like oh crap so uh but it's done he's done he's here i'm gonna root for him i hope i'm wrong i hope i'm wrong about everything i hope we make the playoffs and i hope he gets a thousand yards and i hope i have to drink mayo because of it but i don't think i'm wrong so prove me wrong and i'll be happy to admit uh, so,
1: I'm wrong. i mean we we said he took the money and this stat was uh sent to me shout out to my guy kenny miller uh, he said uh, he's not even the highest paid. He's the 21st pay- highest paid receiver off of base salary, 17th with incentives. Uh, he said he's making $13 million. He's making the same money as Corey Davis, Curtis Ooh. Samuel, Hunter Renfro.
2: Well, that's crazy. I, I I didn't think. I thought it was pretty much an OBJ deal, wasn't it?
1: No. It's no. less than the OBJ deal.
2: Oh, well, okay. Yeah, because- maybe.
0: You All right, right never mind.
2: We, he
3: likes us. Sorry, maybe the incentive <laughs> bring it up to fifteen million this year.
2: I, well,
1: I think it's yeah. the two-year deal, right? It's the two-year. Yeah. He, yeah. he got the he got the so you know, um, the bag. Not really the bag, but he got the the two-year security blanket, right? Not a yeah. one-year prove-it deal. He got a two-year deal. Uh, I think he wanted the the years. I don't think Kansas City was coming going to come give him that kind of money, in no, the, that that many years.
2: I guess it's no. kind of signals, though, that the Titans are actually going to go for it. Like, go for what you know, though? I, go I go guess. I mean, I, I I don't believe they're going to win a championship, but I mean, that's what you play. That's what you play for. So, I mean, they're actually trying to do something, which I applaud them because in the Jeff Fisher day, something like this would never, ever, 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 ever happen. So, um, it, it's interesting. I find it very fascinating uh, that he's here, and I think a lot of people. Around here in Tennessee, feel a lot of hope. I feel a lot of apprehension. That's how I feel.
1: Shout out to my guy Craig. Uh, Shefty reported one of the first teams that D Hop talked to, likely the Chiefs or the Bills, wouldn't go higher than four million guaranteed.
0: And
2: that, doesn't doesn't that kind of solidify my point, though? I mean, come it, on, it why, why aren't they paying him more? Like, if he's if only... he's this excellent wide receiver, why why is he not worth more than four?
3: Not only that, I think the Chiefs and Bills did not have that much cap room. The Bills definitely don't. Chiefs don't either. Chiefs are strapped. Are they they strapped?
2: They haven't played Chris
3: Clark yet, have they? No. No, they haven't. No. So, Sam, how close does this bring Tennessee to Jacksonville in your mind, (sighs) if at
2: all? It, oh gosh. I always hate these. Okay. I'm giving you guys this because everybody says the same thing. Sam, that's such a biased take, blah, blah, blah. I've said report before that this team is going to stink or whatever else. Th- chances have gotten better with D hop on your ring. I said before he would make the team better, but I didn't think he was going to play excellent. I think Chica Conqua is going to end up with the most receiving yards, but I think, um, I think you split with Jacksonville right now and they're just going to have a head to head. Whoever wins the most kind of yeah. how it goes. You know? Well, I mean, there's not
1: a play. I don't think the winner of this division, there's not going to be a second team makes the playoffs. I don't think either mm-hmm. one of these no, you know, you win the division, you have to get in. I think there's too many other good teams Correct. uh in the in the division. But I mean if, if they get in the playoffs, I, I don't like their chances against any of these teams, any of the other teams. I don't
2: I don't either. Look, I haven't seen this new offense yet. I haven't seen, they've said they get the concepts yada yada. yada. This is all off-season talk. We've guys, we've been around enough. We've seen this a million times over. Okay? Yeah. I have to, you have to show me what you're talking about. If it I and other than that, I'm just going to go by the history. What I've seen is not great. What I've seen you draft, I'm not really impressed by. What I've seen you do so far the last 2 years especially, I'm not really impressed by. So, yeah. you really you've got to prove it to me. Because right now, like, all I see is you spreading, you're paying D-hop, but a pretty good amount of money when you're already strapped for cash to go out there and play. So if you really think you're going for it, by all means, prove me wrong. But until I'm proven wrong,
0: I'm
3: going to sit here and judge. I mean, to me, judge, 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 judge. Traylon Burks is the key to this team. He needs to have a good year. If he doesn't have a good – I don't care what anybody says about D-Hop. I don't care what they, they – oh, he's going to get 150 targets. He's not going to get 150 targets, number one. That's not Brayville and Tennessee's M.O. Number no. two, Traylon Burks now goes into the wide receiver two role, supposedly. supposedly. He might be better off in the wide receiver two role where he, in terms of the wide receiver one. We saw it with Devonta Smith. We've seen it with T. Higgins. We've seen it with all these other guys. When they go from the one – to the two, they become much better receivers because they're not going against the best corner of that team. So, I think Alan yeah. Burke could be in for a really good year this year.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I disagree with that real fresh channel. I, I think Vrabel is in charge, and that's what Vrabel wanted. I don't think... And Vrabel doesn't give two shits about the fan base. I mean, I'm he just being straight with him. No, he doesn't. So, uh, it, it might seem that way. Like, I honestly understand why you think so, but... Mm. I I think Vrabels just wanted the guide, so they went and got him. Vrabel has the most power power of most NFL head coaches, more than so at this moment. So I this this smells like a Vrabel move. I think it's a Vrabel move. I, 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 saw,
0: I saw I think Chig
2: is the most important spot, Scott. That's I think Chig is the most yeah. important player.
1: I
0: saw I, on the I, internet I today
2: was
1: if Rabel and the Titans don't make the playoffs Rabel's out. I said absolutely not. He's no, he, no he's he's secure. They're trying to re- kind of build this thing again on the move. Uh, they're rebuilding
2: it on the move. Yes, That's what they're yeah. trying to do, yeah. which is yeah. I don't like preferably, but we're going to go for it cuz it hardly ever works out. It hardly ever works out. So, right. Right. I'm a student of history. I can't.
1: Scott, do you think this puts them any closer to to Jacksonville?
3: I don't. I think it I all depends on Trevor, right? I, that's yeah, exactly. Exactly. If, if Jacksonville supposedly the room is coming out of campus, Ridley is, is all that in the number one alpha receiver. Yeah. Their new running back tanks. Tank Bigsby has been, has been really, really good and solid. So if that's the case and Jacksonville lives up to the, I don't think anybody's being Jacksonville for the division.
2: All I, I'm, I'm, I'm with it.
1: you. I'm with you. And we'll break down this whole division uh, yeah. later in a few weeks. But yep. uh, I, I'm kind of with you. I just think, number one, Trevor Lawrence, we saw how, with a legitimate head coach last year, looked like the Trevor Lawrence we saw in Clemson. Uh, and that was touted the number one overall pick. And, and and the best prospect coming out, quarterback coming out since Andrew Luck. So, like, that's how high people were on uh, Trevor Lawrence. So, like, that's how good people think he is. And I think he's still incredible. Um, that. I do think that, you know, I, the the Ridley, then you add – you add they still have Christian Kirk, who had a hell of a year last year. Zay Jones, they just locked up Evan Ingram. Like, they got a lot of offensive powers, and then they got the taste right last year. And you forget they're really just – you know, I know Mahomes got hurt in that game, but they're just one or two plays away uh, from Jacksonville – in that Jacksonville game. You, I, know? Uh,
2: you know, the mistakes that Trevor Lawrence makes still doesn't bother you at all? I, I'm honestly asking. I'm not throwing
1: no, it. No, I mean that's part of the growing pains. You know, now we're in year three. Uh I kind of equivalent to last year's his rookie year almost. So now year three, let's see. They they you got the legitimate uh wide receiver one in Ridley now. You know, we can say you know, Kirk was a, a good piece and they paid a lot of money yeah. for him, but yeah. he, we all knew going there he wasn't gonna be a number one. Uh, he was you know like a true number one. They they had to put him on the depth chart as number one, but he's not like a top flight guy. But now that you can knock him down and, and you got Ridley and you got Zay Jones, you got they got some guys, uh, that, that that uh Lawrence can go to. So outside of you know the tight like the Titans, I mean, I would if you go position by position, you know what I mean? What is who who outranks who quarterback? Give me Trevor Lawrence, right? Uh, receivers. I'd still take the wide receiver as a whole depth chart than the Titans' wide receiver as a whole. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You, you know as what I mean. Whole. I think
3: my defense is better. I their defense,
1: defense, defense is really better. good. It's come. It's a good young defense.
3: My, you, you, I think mine's better. You know. Yeah, I, I, I think running back. You got to give it to Tennessee and well, Derek. Tennessee, and Derek. Let,
2: let, uh, let hold yeah. on. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. My front seven is better. My my yeah. defensive line is better than theirs. I, I, I'll say that.
3: There's no question. The, the thing with Jacksonville is this: their defense. Is is not as solid as their offenses, and is that going to come back to bite them? Um, maybe, you know, in down the stretch, if if Tennessee and them are tied. For Hi, first Bo. Place, what's up, Bo? Hey, Bo. What's up? If Tennessee and them are tied for first place coming down the last five games, is that defense going to be able to hold together for Jacksonville enough for them to put the division away? That's it, the it's, question.
2: It's an interesting thing, and then we, you know, you have the very. Uh, how do y'all feel? Like uh, maybe I should say this for division talk, but. Uh, Texans, does is that, is that shake up anything at, at all? Yeah,
1: I do. And we'll talk about that in the division. I, yeah, I actually right. said that. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm
2: sorry, Pod Daddy. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. I mean, we're on the Titans, and they got Derrick Henry. That's one of the few running backs in this league that's gotten paid. Um, and today, it just got worse for running backs. Uh, no yeah. extension for Saquon. No extension yeah. for uh, Jacobs. No extension. There's somebody else that didn't get an extension. I felt like, but Jacobs and Saquon are the the two known uh, guys that did not get an extension that were offered the uh, the franchise tag. And perfect timing, he must have heard us talking Giants. So we'll just go ahead oh, and bring yeah. in, bring in our yep. guest because he's a big Giants guy. So we got to get his take yeah. on the Saquon yep. deal. Uh, in the state of the running backs before we'll we'll, then we'll get into some other things you guys know who he is legend of a man who joins us every monday he covers hockey he covers wrestling he covers football he knows everything about everything he knows tennis you can catch him on lts you can catch him on his twitter talking god knows what he's covering scott at pickleball Pickleball uh tournaments and everything else, none other than
3: Jim Behringer, baby.
1: Oh,
4: throw it up. Yo, Aussie open, <laughs> All right. throw it up. Let me talk to you.
3: <laughs> Where in the world is Jim Behringer tonight? Last week I'm he's not... in Vermont. The, the This week, week...
4: This week yeah. I'm in Jersey. The week You we escaped, at you,
1: you, you escape Sam's basement. It looks like you're back in your normal spot with the with the devil yeah. uh the devil's uh Flip. logos Flip. behind you.
2: Clever of you to trick my daughters to giving you that chisel. Very clever. <laughs> Absolutely, y'all
4: breaking it out. Let's go,
1: <laughs> Jim. Uh, we we're just talking about the the state of the running backs, you know. And this is your perfect timing because Saquon's your guy uh, there in New York. No extension. It was actually reported uh, Jacobs was in the parking lot it, with Max Crosby and get ready to the deal was close. That deal doesn't uh, get done either, so no extension for two of the top running backs in this league and you see a lot of running backs coming out and saying kind of, Hey, what the hell's going on? It is what, you know, Hey, Saquon tweeted. It is what it
4: is. Yeah. Look for me. I mean, it, it, no surprise. Right. I think they were going to play on a franchise tag. Right. You know, that's what their the mo was. They're going to pay Danny dimes. Danny dimes is going to get his money and they make Saquon the guy to take the tag. Right. But you know what? To me, I compare it to goalies, right, in the NHL. There's a guy named Connor Hellebuck who wants to get $9 million of, like uh, Andre Vasilevsky. These guys deserve their money. The problem is, is from my, from where I'm sitting, and I think this is where Giants management is sitting too and the owner, it's like, dude, you've been healthy for two years. You had two good seasons. We can't give you $20 million guaranteed dollars. <laughs> over a four-year contract when you haven't been healthy for the last couple, you know, you've been, you had a great rookie season, hurt, hurt. Then you come back and you have a great, but again, they ran the football. Those two guys were the cog in the wheel. And look, to me, he needs to show up. If he wants to get paid, he needs to show up. Can't pull Le'Veon Bell because to be honest, you can easily be replaced. They can easily find somebody else taking a year off from football is never a good thing especially if you're running back
1: well here's the thing ask on bell how it worked out for him he'll say that was it was a he messed up he messed his whole career up he was never the same after the that year. you don't get better at something by not doing it uh so like that, that's that's the key i i mean here's the thing saquon said he's he's not trying to reset the market either so i a, a credit to him for that but like you know, there's just like the running backs are dime a dozen, man. They're going to go get somebody that's younger and cheaper. Like that's that's the one one uh, position that you can just kind of be like, hey, we'll, we'll replace them. We'll there. Here comes another rookie. Uh, Matt Millen actually tweeted today. This is how you do rookies. You you draft them. You extend uh, you do a, a franchise tag them and then you franchise tag them again. And then you draft another rookie.
2: And I remember Derrick Henry retweeted him. And he yeah. said, at this point, just take the right uh, running back position out of the game then. The ones that want to be great and work as hard as they can to give their all to an organization just seems like it doesn't even matter. I'm with every running back that's fighting to get what they deserve. I mean, I get yeah. his position, but at the same time, I mean. Market, but also,
4: Derrick D- Henry also got paid by Tennessee. And mm-hmm. they gave him his money. Like he can, I, want, I you know, if he didn't get paid, I'm wondering if he's saying this because he I got agree. paid. Like you know, the dude got paid. He got paid coming off one of his best seasons ever. He's a monster. He's a different running back than Saquon Barkley.
0: He, he is. He
1: is. And, and Henry's close to 2,000 yards uh, rushing twice. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you, you know he was he was he was there. Scott, you've watched uh, football since its inception. You've seen every <laughs> great running back that there is. From Whoa. the likes of uh, you know Jim Brown, Barry Sanders, Sweetness Emmitt, uh, to now, what's your thoughts here on on the state of the the running
3: backs? It, it definitely is is minimized completely. I think the NFL has gone to this pass happy offense, and I, I think they're they're headed to keep going that way. I don't think a running back's going to get over ten million dollars in a new contract a year going forward here. I think Saquon's going to get the move.
4: Unless you unless they're special. Unless that's they're real right. special. That's right. Really and, special. And,
3: and that's and that's the whole thing now is you know, Derrick Henry, Sam, correct me if I'm wrong. This is the last year of his contract, correct? Yeah, I mean technically it's not the last year, but they can get out of it with
2: no hit next year. Same yeah, with Tannehill. It, they can get out it, of it. And I I I, I think they will. I think they will.
3: His, his next contract is gonna be probably in the seven to nine million dollar range. You they, know, no if team. that. If that yeah, if that no team is willing to pay these running backs anymore, you know they <clears throat> Bijan, they're going to Lynn is going to use them, reuse them, and then after his contract is up, they're going to say so long to him. Unless he's yep. that that otherworldly talent that there's, we haven't seen. There's proof in the
1: pudding why they started doing this. You know, um, Zeke is is prime example. Todd Gurley. Remember, Todd Gurley got paid yeah. by the Rams yeah. and then Jimmy just had, absolutely Jimmy fell right. off. Now, part of that was the Rams' was fault because the man had re- degenerate knee uh, knees from like yep. even college, and they just they still Ooh. paid him all that money, but right. like- and they just
4: ran him out there all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. They, they played like Jeff Fisher ball. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Look, here is the difference. Uh, even go back to it, Scott. You know, you you know, the Giants played the Patriots a couple of times. Look. It wasn't just Brandon Jacobs. They had earth, wind, and fire. They had a triple-headed monster. Every time they went to the Super Bowl outside of the early years when it was, you know, O.J. Anderson running the football. Like, the Giants kind of started this thing with this three-headed monster. Like, guys are starting to look at, you know, who even the Patriots, too. Look at Bill. I mean, yo, just feed whoever's there. Just throw him in. Okay, this guy, white, okay. Oh, he's not good today. Okay, somebody else is going to come in. Like yep. it, it's definitely evolved for sure. There's definitely a special ones out there. I believe it's even this year, Kansas city, um, you know, they, they ran with three guys and again, that's why what, what's his face. Isn't really going to get paid too much because you know, Hey, it's a running back position. You could, we could find you anywhere. And look, do I think Saquon deserves to get paid? like I would have been okay if they paid him like 13 14 million a season? Hey, whatever, whatever the guarantee money is. I think, I think every Giant fan be okay with it. I'm just not sure. I think, to be honest, I compare this to a bridge deal. I think they want him to go prove it again. And if you're healthy again, they'll go pay him.
3: Yeah, but uh, here's, here's the thing Here's the X factor is Saquon really going to come through on what he said and is going to sit out week one?
0: No, I don't oh, think so. Can't. Once
4: you start missing paychecks. And also, don't forget if he does come back week one, how effective is he going to be? How many times okay. we guys come in after holdouts and pull hamstring, pull quad, quite a his, number. Uh, like those, all it, the offseason training you can do in shorts, no shirt, all okay. that stuff. You got to get hit and be able to play those preseason games. And I know they're meaningless, and I know they don't matter. But still you get a you get those reps, your body gets used to those reps, and exactly. now you're ready to go.
1: It's worked out for one guy, right? And that one guy was Emmett Smith. You remember uh it was after the I think the Cowboys won their first Super Bowl yeah. games. And he missed it. He said the Cowboys were 0 2. And Jerry opened up the book for Emmett, said get his ass here because we need him. And, and so like And they that, got
4: blown out in those two games too. Yeah, they did.
1: Yeah, they did. They did. They did. So like that's that was the that was the one time it worked for some a running back like it typically doesn't work for anybody uh, but that was the one time that it did work out I I like I said ask Le'Veon Bell It didn't work out for him he said it ruined his whole career uh, because again you're just not you're not out there doing it you're not in the offense you're not practicing you can stay at home and do all the workouts you want but it's still different than the day to day grind that you you're doing with your team.
4: Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think, look, I think he'll be there week one. Once you start missing paychecks, like game check, like, who, all, right, off, all right, it sucks he's going to miss training camp, okay? All right, whatever. You know, stray hands miss training camp. Guys in the past miss training camp. All right, big deal. When you start missing game checks and it starts affecting your wallet, that's a different story. I think that's going to be where he's going to be like, all right, I think I'd rather take $10 million than million million because – He's not gonna get paid. Well, that,
1: that's 10 million guaranteed. That, that's the thing about the franchise tag. It's uh it's fully guaranteed. The franchise tag's fully guaranteed. So why not right. take your 10 million fully guaranteed and just call it good for the year? And then right. after okay. that, they're either gonna franchise tag you again, which like would be C- Kirk Cousins did that, right? Kirk Cousins played two back to back years on franchise tag, it was yeah. fully guaranteed. And then and then so he made after- like
4: what did he make? Like 40 million dollars or yeah. something yeah. like that? Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah.
3: Yeah, 40 million, yes. Yeah. I mean, look so around right the now, running back landscape. How many running backs right now are getting more than 10 million dollars a year? Well, that's what? the thing, that's why
1: it is 10 million uh for the franchise tag, yeah. I believe. Uh, yeah. I'd have to I think Google I think it.
4: McCaffrey McCaffrey's like 16 or something like that, right? I think because I think Derek, great. I think Derek's
2: 16. I could be wrong. Maybe he's 14. I'd have to look yep. at it again. But I mean, yep. like, I guess what I think about when I hear these guys whining whining is a strong term, complaining about the, uh, you know, thing. I'm like, what about the other guys? Like, what about when the wide receiver was not as appreciated as it was and running backs were, you know, last decade or so? Look, you know,
4: I, you know t- these here's things this, happen. Here, it's just where we are. This, look, I'll, I'll be an analyst, but now this is me being sarcastic. Here's the smallest <laughs> violin playing for all these guys that are making millions of dollars, okay? Yeah. I really don't care, and the fans don't care. Like, get I your agree, ass man, and go play. Like, like, like this is just me being sarcastic, but analyze wise. Like, I understand what these guys are coming from. Your body takes a beating. You want to be paid for it, but it's also a business. Like you have to understand it's also a business. Like the minute you get drafted, you need to understand it's a business. You, you can be out of a job like that. As long as you hit the three year mark. Or whatever the number of games is, like that you have to get before you get your pe- like then your pension's fully guaranteed. Because I know a yeah. couple guys that came from Jersey didn't hit that mark and lost their pension. They didn't get the full pension. Uh, mm. As long as you can get that mark, then you're fine. But again, running back position, we've seen it. Wide receiver position. The games evolved to where it's a passing game now. And it's yep. just pass-happy league. The run sets up this. Like, they are good teams that know still how you run the football. <coughs> and you still need to do that because the set up pl- play action. Like, the Giants are all well and good. They can run the football all they want. But they still can't throw the football down the field. And that's, that's the right. problem. And they get exposed. I mean, Nick knows how many times it came on here on Monday nights during the season and said, oh, uh, yep, it's a great win. But what's going to happen when they take away the run?
1: or if if the game got too out of control they yeah. were playing these close one game one score yes yeah. so the the uh the other player was Scott uh was Tony Pollard now Tony did sign his franchise tag uh yeah. no long term deal was reached but uh Saquon and Josh Jacobs have not signed the, their And it's 10 million and the reason it's 10 million is because that's what the market said. so when they do the franchise yeah. tag yeah. i think they take the average or that you get like the highest uh, like this, whatever the average is, like the top, the second highest, or the highest uh, okay. of, yeah. of the top three uh, at that position, or something yeah. like that. So the running back is at ten million because running backs aren't paying anybody, but that yeah. franchise tag's guaranteed. So like Kirk Cousins the got Lord like you, his,
2: know. <laughs> you know
1: his uh, his franchise tag was astronomical amount because. The quarterback yeah. position. The quarterback sets the market, right? Like that's the highest paid position in all you know in all the football. Wasn't so he why, like the
4: highest paid quarterback one year because of that franchise yeah, tag? Yeah, was, two,
1: yeah, yeah, two was. years. They're back to back. The second year for sure, uh, fully guaranteed. You so like, like that? Yeah, <laughs> you like that. So like that's why it's ten million. It was it. so it's those three guys. Tony Pollard didn't get an extension done today either. Playing on a one year franchise tag, which smart for Dallas. I would do the same thing. Uh guy coming off an of injury. Uh guy who has never really proven himself to be the workhorse now. So mm-hmm. smart for Tony or smart for the Cowboys uh and, and to pay the ten million. There and I don't know. Who knows what happens with Tony after this year? We'll find out uh in about uh you know, eight months. And have you
3: heard anything from Tony Pollard's camp about dissatisfaction with with the franchise tag? You haven't heard a word. Yeah, know. but he he's, but he's not. He's also
4: he's not. injured. And he's coming yeah, back. He's not. Major, he's not. Injury, yeah, so. he's not in a position to be talking about yeah. the franchise yeah. tag when he just right. got injured at the end of the season. And
1: so. he's not a guy that's that's taken the been the workhorse in the face of the franchise, right? Like exactly. Saquon's been, he the workhorse, been the the <laughs> top guy since the day he stepped on the field.
4: Look, yeah. and last year they had Breida and and they had Saquon. It was a good good backfield so. for the – So. I, I like you know, they brought they brought him back. You know, hopefully he shows up. I think if he's smart and he gets and he talks to Le'Veon Bell and he talks to some of these got other guys. You know, we know it worked out for Emmett, but that's a rare case. Yeah. Again, most of the time it doesn't work out. And look, Saquon, he's a great running back. He is. He was a great running back in, in college. Stable got him starting to go north south again, which is what yeah. And generate through the power of those legs that he posts on Instagram all the time. All those workouts, but his legs are great. Instead Big of doing that, instead of going east-west, he's going north-south again, and he's just grinding through the hole, which is great for the Giants. But again, I, they, can they find somebody in training camp? They might. They've done it before. I think Ahmed Bradshaw was there too in like training right. camp years ago. Yep. They just hey, all right, this kid just showed up. Okay, here we go. Put him in. Yep
1: it'll be interesting to see what the Giants uh do with Saquon and, and Josh Jacobs with uh with the Raiders it seems like that deal was almost done I think they can still work out a deal and get it, even though the deadlines passed uh, I don't know how that works out but they can um, I don't know if they don't I, sign think,
3: it. I don't think they can until the season I want to say I't okay. the deadline hits you you can't talk extension until after week 1 of the NFL season so
1: so maybe who knows what happens there yeah. uh with either one of those guys jim uh let's uh switch topics here uh wimbledon we got the wimbledon final this past weekend my first question to you is
2: 15 love if,
1: if you if you won if you won wimbledon I'm eating off the plate, right? I'm eating off the plate. I'm not – why a well, plate? I'm eating off of it. Give me a spare ribs and a cold beer, and I'm I'm eating and drinking off of the Wimbledon plate.
4: Well, the Wimbledon plate is the ladies' championship. Uh, Marquetta Vondrasova won that on Saturday. But the, the gentlemen get the nice trophy with their name on it. And Ah, okay, okay, okay. And, they, I mean, I've never seen anybody drink out of it. I've seen a lot of guys take a bite into it and kiss it. Uh, but you know, look, that plate is nice too. Uh, I would definitely eat off that plate. I'm not going to lie.
0: But, hey, bring you
1: out know, the fine China, baby. Hey, bring out my Wimbledon plate. I'm about to flex on all our guests.
4: Um, but you know, the tradition,
1: your, your is Wimbledon nice.
2: plate, sir. It's,
4: it's just, a, it's a, it's a great, uh, it's a great tradition. Uh, in July, I've watched many, uh, championship Sundays in July, sunny days, a lot of days, uh, I wouldn't say wasted, but a lot of days in front of the television watching a lot of classic matches. And I saw another one on Sunday between Alcaraz and Djokovic and, you know, the hype. They lived, Those two guys lived up to it. It didn't look good early. But once he settled down, got into it, won the breaker, won that big 27-minute match in the third set. This kid looked, I mean, this kid looks unbelievable at 20 years old. If he, and he made the proper adjustments. He slowed his game down. He wasn't going too big. Like and he just kept calm, cool, collective, and he figured out a way to win. And you know, the old everybody says, growing up, that's what the that's the tournament they want to win because it's the most prestigious in all of uh, tennis. You surprised Djokovic lost? No, I am not actually. I'm not surprised because I've seen. Look, he's one of the greatest tennis players ever to play. Mm -hmm. No doubt, he won the first two majors this year. I've seen when history's on the line with some of these big guys, the pressure does become too big. It's be- it became big for Serena, it became big for Novak at the US Open when Medvedev beat him when he was going for the calendar Grand Slam. You know, it, 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 they talk about, oh yeah, I can handle the pressure and all this, but it's a different kind of pressure when that kind of history is on the line. You're tying an all-time legend in Margaret Court, overall 24 majors. You're tying Roger Federer, probably the most beloved tennis player ever in the game, uh, and his eight Wimbledon titles. You know what? Carlos Alcaraz was able to come in and just grind it out, and he knew what he had to do, and he did it. And Congratulations to the young 20-year-old who's got two majors to his name, a bunch of Masters 1000s. And he was able to make adjustments from his loss in Paris to Novak, where, you know, the cramping and the electrolytes and whatever his body was going through and the nervousness and the energy, whatever he said he did that wasn't right that day was good in the final. And he played really well.
3: Two-part question, Jim. Number one is how many more years does
4: Djokovic have at the
3: top-slash-elite level, do you think? And number two, this kid Alcarez. Can he get to the Djokovic, Federer stage of, of a career in tennis?
4: All right, so I think jo- what is that? Novak's what thirty six now? He yep. said
1: he he said uh, I I did see a quote from him. Thirty uh, six is the new twenty six or something like yeah,
4: that. Yeah, Alcaraz said to Novak, he's like, yeah, you make thirty six the new twenty six. Look, the way Novak. Um, Takes care of his body and does all the flexibility and all that stuff. I, I he could be at the top of the game for for a couple of more years, but there's always that downswing that that comes and it it, it comes quick and you don't know when it's going to come. I think he'll be fueled come the Open. He's going to want to win. It's the first time back in a while, but again, there's a lot of young players that want to come and get it. Medvedev's beat him. Medvedev beat him in a final. Alcaraz beat him in a final. Guys beat him in Masters, one thousands. The the young group of guys that are coming are hungry. And yeah. as far as Alcaraz is concerned, look, he's two. He's halfway to the career Grand Slam. Australia and Paris are the next two that he needs to win. This kid probably can rack up. I want to. I think he can get close. I would say he could probably get into the teens. I don't know if he's gonna touch yeah. Federer. That group of that group of the big three with Federer and Nadal and Djokovic, those guys were just so dominant, so dominant. Like each guy had it it, their own dominant run too. Like Federer, when he came in after he won the, you know, the open, uh, when he won Wimbledon '03, three, he just goes on that run through like oh three to oh seven and like 2005 and through seven was complete domination. Uh, and he, but he kept it going. The doll came in. He was winning on clay all the time. Djokovic, you know, he was taking losses to all those guys, and then he figured out how to turn it around. But don't forget, Murray was in there. But Rankin yeah. won a couple. It's funny to think that, yes, the big three dominated, and you could well, say big four. 40
1: years, right? Like right. Those,
4: those. Well, Alcaraz is the first guy since Leighton Hewitt, not named Federer, Nadal, Murray, or Djokovic, to win Wimbledon.
2: Yeah, So wild. that's Absolutely. how
4: grass they had on that. That's title. crazy. But the, but look, you look at it. Federer won, what, five in a row. He went to seven straight finals and won six of them. Probably should have gone to more. He could have won seven in a row, potentially. There were a couple other years mm-hmm. where he probably could have won. He lost early or he lost to Djokovic in the final. I think the one everybody knows is 2019. He had the match point and, you know, he had the chance to win it uh, to make it number nine. Yeah, you know, he won five in a row in the U.S. Open, like that run where he was just piling up majors. It's remarkable what he did. Novak too.
0: Yeah,
4: look, Alcaraz can get there, but again, there's I think there's more. Like like I said, you had Murray in there. Vabrinka won a couple. Del Potro. I mean, if he that guy didn't get injured, how many how many majors would he won? Then uh, who else was in there? You know, Chilich won a U.S. Open. There were only a couple of guys that really did anything team and Medvedev. That was about it. And then everybody, it was the big, you know, big four that dominated. And look, Alcaraz can get to that level. I mean, look, Rune's in there. You have Sinner, Medvedev, like all these guys. And team's starting to play better again. And if he can get his ranking back up, man, look out. Game's in good, good hands when Novak does call it a career. Yeah,
1: that's what I was going to say. Right. For like sure. this. Uh, what's his name? The guy who won Jim. What's his 20 year old? You said his name's
4: Alcaraz,
1: Alcaraz. So like him and the, the, the they got to find those guys. Right. Because like the game, both men and women's tennis has been dominated by about three, you know, five people the last 20 years. Uh, you had the Williams sisters for the most part on the women's side and, and mixed in with like one or two. And then in the men's, where you just talked about it, the big four. I really think it's the big three. Andy Murray got a little bit of shine. Uh, did win, He won like two Wimbledons and maybe like a, he won like, I remember a U, maybe a U.S. Open or something hey, like 20,
4: that. All right, so the year he won, he lost the Federer in 2012 at Wimbledon, but then a few weeks later he beat him at um, the London Olympics. in the In the gold medal, in the singles gold medal which allowed him to win his first major at the U S open. And I think he's only got like three to his name. Uh, so like, really
1: it, was like the big three. And then he got, he just got, he had like a good two, three year run in there mm-hmm. where he was like, and then he was just, he got hurt, hurt, and retired and, and caught. But he's so back,
4: I mean, he's back. He's playing well. I mean, if he didn't lose in the second round and, the way he went out, I, he had a chance to make a deep run. His draw was actually really good this year. He could have made a deep run. Like, you you saw – if I, I Scott was probably watching. You saw, like, the shots that, of him in a royal box, and he's just thinking to himself, yeah. I'm like, dude, I could have been here. I, <laughs> like, right. look exactly. on, he had the look on his face. He's like, man, I should be playing on the final right now.
3: <laughs> exactly. The, on the woman's side, Wanda Silva the one, she's the first unranked woman to win – Ever or in, in a long long time. Yeah, played.
4: long time, long time. Yeah, and she yeah. and last year at this time she wasn't playing because she had wrist surgery. Right,
3: right. So th- that's that's highly impressive with the way and another check
4: and think about it, another check, a lefty check that wins Wimbledon. Yeah. All right, we, uh, and you know I see everything getting thrown around. Martino won. She was, she was from Czechoslovakia. A couple yeah. of early titles. She was there. Then you had Jana Navatna, Kvitova. And now you have Vondrasova. So, I mean, like, they, the checks, those lefty checks on grass. Something about lefties on grass. Uh, I mean, the Dolls got three uh, Wimbledon titles, too. So, I mean, Gordon I think, has one. So, I mean, lefties on grass is, is something special. But, look, this kid Alcaraz, look, he's got the tools. He's got the weapons.
0: Yeah.
4: He's, he's only 20, and he's only going to get better. And the fact that he's got two majors already and he's won, you know, he's grinded them out. I mean, last year he grinded out the U.S. Open. I mean, that was ridiculous how many five-setters he he won to just win the title. Um, and this year he had the ability, and you could see it. He frustrated Novak a lot in that final.
3: Yeah, and for everybody out there, what you see at Wimbledon and what you're going to see at the U.S. Open is going to be totally different completely things. Completely different. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, the, the thing, fact so. that he's
2: 20 is just amazing to me. That's just,
1: well, that's, you know, but before, before the, the, these three guys, Federer and Dahl, like 20, you were in your prime in tennis, you know, 20 mm-hmm. at 28, like you're, you're past your prime. Like
4: yeah, it, it, Agassi was the first guy to say, okay, mm-hmm. you know what? We hit the age of 30. I'm going to win majors because he was with Gil yeah. Reyes and he was out in Vegas training, like conditioning his body. But don't forget, like the first half of Agassi's career, it wasn't like the great, like he did win a couple of majors, but he was like, he wasn't like the Agassi we saw at the end because yeah. he, he just didn't want to like be a part of the sport because of like all the work that went into just being, just being that guy. And then when he came back and, you know, the second half of his career where he took off and, you know, with Brad Gilbert and, and you know, he had to come back at the French to, to complete the calendar Grand Slam and, you know, the Grand Slam and so, you know, yes, twenty years. You think about it, Boris Becker won two uh before twenty one back to back Wimbledon seventeen eighteen, you know, Courier won a couple French Open, Michael Chang was eighteen when he won a French Open. Yeah, at that time guys were turning pro at that young. Now some guys are taking college routes, they're staying in Challengers a little bit longer. How they come up. Um, yeah. but now like Federer took some time, Nadal took time, joke of it. Like all these guys had to figure it out. Alcaraz has got two to his name, and he's only going to get better. And these other guys that are on, that are the upper covers, are going to get them as well.
1: Jim, uh, let's uh, before we get you out of here, we got, always got to talk a little wrestling with you because yeah, uh, you know, uh, Sam will Sam will start falling asleep and be he gets all pouty if we don't talk wrestling. Uh, you messaged me on yesterday and asked me if I watched that uh, that tag match on Collision. Uh, the two out of three FTR versus JY and uh, um, Juice Robinson, man, that that was one of the best tag matches I've seen in a very long time. Uh, what was your thoughts there too? I mean, it was incredible.
4: Um, I mean, these guys have put on killer matches back to back weeks. I will say this: I saw on a, and I think uh, you and I were, were talking about this on on a uh, Facebook page. Without Collision, this doesn't happen. Uh, I'm going to be straight on uh, honest. If we only have Dynamite, this doesn't happen. Okay? We don't get these matches. I will agree with Dave Meltzer. I don't agree with him much. This is probably the best American tag team match I've seen on TV ever. Like, ever. I don't I mean, know.
1: I, 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 it reminded me of uh, F, was FTR and I believe DIY. NXT and yeah,
4: NXT. I mean NXT was, but that was also pay-per-view that they did. You mean, so you
1: mean like live to like on live TV? Live TV. Like, live, like linear live, television. Like linear Okay, cable
4: uh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you meant like, just
1: like live, just like, it, like I,
4: I've seen some yeah, really it was good. Like, I've seen some really good tag team pay-per-view matches. I mean, there, there were some been some dynamite tag team matches that have been really good. Nothing was on this level. You, so you mean like minutes. just like so like raw smacked the linear? Yeah, the linear. Program. Yeah, I linear program. I got you. Like I okay. have I'm. Maybe you have to go back to even the Attitude Era, but even that, you didn't really get quality. Like, well,
1: nobody's this. going for an hour. That's the thing. It's like right. you, the most these, programs aren't letting you wrestle for an hour. Like these guys
4: went fifty-eight minutes, and you heard the 50, at the fifty-five minute mark, five minutes left, and you're like, damn. And the first two falls took forever. They took forty minutes combined, and Jay White was kicking out of everything under the yeah. sun. I mean, yeah. that match was remarkable.
1: Like, I crazy. thought they were going to go the route of the draw again, and I, I was gonna, I was gonna be pissed. I probably, wouldn't. I was gonna be, I was gonna be so
4: mad if they drew, um, because yeah, that would have been like the
1: fourth time that they've done this. Like, great, you know what I mean? Every time it feels like I'm like, if they go to this fucking draw again, <laughs> like come up with something new uh and luckily we get that we get the uh, pretty much a clean finish you know you I, you knew they weren't going to uh pin jay it was going to be no, juice no jay
4: no jay jay's being protected which is the yeah. right call juice took both spots he took that you know the the um the big rig uh off the you know the the, the double guys on the ring that was a really cool spot and then Dax takes the, the ring off and goes deep in a sharpshooter cuz you know cuz we're in Calgary and we got to pay Brett heart homage and Owen Hart homage. So, I mean, but look. Got to. These two these two guys, let me tell you something. <laughs> let White, me talk Deuce, to
0: <laughs> Jay White and Juice
4: Robinson. Dude, these guys, I mean, if you didn't know who they were beforehand, you now know who these guys are. Um this match was awesome. Back-to-back weeks killer matches. Kicking off the show the right way.
1: FTR is the best tag team go, you think, Jim? Yeah, best I was just gonna Tag team, gonna ask period. That, yeah. period. Period. Best tag
4: team in the world right now. I will, again, I've loved these guys going back to revival days in NXT when they had matches with DIY. I will put them up against anybody right now. These yeah. guys know how to put on a wrestling match. There's differences, right? The Usos are great what they do, but they know how to, They I don't know if they could go an hour like that.
1: Like, no, I just don't. don't
4: think they can go an hour like it's different
1: little <laughs> styles, too, I feel like, too. Like, FTRs, they're not doing that high-flying, No, you know, off-the-top ropes. They're it, – it, you know, they're a little it, – it's just different style of it's, wrestling. It's Arn,
4: it's Arn and Tully. It's, yeah. That's their, That's who, who they are. They're that kind of style. Look, they probably could go an hour with the Bucks. Like, we know, like, that is – everybody loves those two teams. And, you know, but to me – the most complete like these guys are the best tag team going right now. And uh they're the best tag team in the world. And until somebody proves me otherwise, they had a year, they won all the major gold, they were dominating, and now they're back on top again. I mean, these guys are awesome.
2: These, I think it's uh oh, I'm sorry, Scott. Go ahead. The, go ahead the Scott. Bucks,
3: do you think AEW is doing right by the Bucks they putting them in this elite thing? Should the Bucks be out there battling FTR, not week after week, but every so often?
4: I mean, they yeah, seem I, like I, west, I think. We, well, we haven't we we haven't had the second match yet. Everybody wants. We only got one match. Like and yeah. and the Bucks yeah. won it. We haven't got the second match yet, which was supposed to happen last year and it didn't, um, because Kenny Omega was coming back and they wanted to put the trios titles on yep. on the Elite. And I think to have them, I think that come back full circle with the Elite, that's how the company started. You know, we really never got, we got the Elite in the, you know, stadium stampede during the COVID. The Elite was supposed to be in the first ever Blood and Guts match. I was supposed to be there. Like, I was supposed (laughs) to be there in Newark. In March of 2020, it was supposed to be the Elite versus Jericho, an inner circle. That and was the, COVID, the match. Yeah.
0: The COVID, yeah. And the
4: COVID just shut everything down. So I'm gonna think, be in
1: Scott's backyard in Boston on Wednesday for the Black. That's gonna
4: go. that's gonna be a hell of a match. Yeah, I don't like ruin the, the shuffleboard court though. He needs <laughs> I, I, I think that having Kota Bushi enter golden elite with the Bucks, I think this is a good thing for them. You got Pac on the Pac just fits the Blackpool combat club. I mean no this doubt. guy no this guy is unbelievable. The feud with Kenny Omega and we look. There's still so much more we could tell with Pac and Kenny Omega. Like they never really, like Pac never really got a shot when Omega was champion. Like that match I wanted to see. There's like so much stuff you can go back to. So I think this is nice to see them come full circle. You know, guys are working stuff on their own too. Like, look, th- if if you didn't love wrestling, then this past weekend wasn't for you. <clears throat> Collision, Impact, Triple A, all had banger matches. Like all of yeah.
2: them. Sam, you had you had a question? Yeah, no, I'm kind of bummed because uh, it came across my board the other day that Bailey's injured on the WWE like in a yeah. show, which is unfortunate. Yeah. And I wonder if they're gonna change things for EO Sky. And I wonder if Jim had a day. comment on that. Cause she she's not gonna be able like Bailey's her number two. Mouthpiece. It's
1: she's her yeah. mouthpiece, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
4: pretty much. So I'm curious. What I mean, gonna do about that. what WWE should do? Look, they're known for taking stuff from AEW, and they don't want to admit it. But this is what they should do. Depending on the severity of her injury, you put her in a wheelchair la a la Britt Baker, and you <laughs> and have her on TV. Every week with EO. We know EO's gonna take off on her they own eventually.
1: They did that with the Miz. Remember the Miz tore yes. his ACL and they uh and they still rolled his rolled him out there.
4: Right. So she's popular, she's over, she's a good, you know, talker. To have her there, I think EO's gonna be on her all she's Eo's a baby face right now. Let's like plain and simple. EO's yeah. like a baby face yeah. right now. Yeah. And I think she'll be champion soon and it'll be great.
2: Um, many consider her like one of the hardest worker wrestlers in sports, and I, I and I totally agree. She slowly has gotten better as she has wrestled her way through.
4: I, I mean, I loved Eo when she was Eo Shirai, as her name was in NXT. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, NXT ge- yeah. the, the genius of the sky, Io Shirai, as I know her as. Um, <laughs> but she's really good. She's put on so many great matches. Um, she really has. And she's going to be a champion eventually. Don't know when. Kind
2: like, of like our boy, LA Knights, going to be USA champion after Silver well, Slam. They,
4: well, what they, Charlotte's there
3: part time now. Charlotte's part time. Everybody needs to look needs yeah. at that. She's part time. Yeah. Bianca Belair is runner course. She need, you know, that's that. Oscar right now is okay as a champion, but I think EO Sky can take that women's division to another level she can have
4: quality matches with yes. anybody. Yes, yes. So, so I think
3: I think they need to put the title not as, not fast because what's Triple H about? He's about the slow burn and the oh and God. the storyline. So I think maybe at Royal Rumble Survivor Series, Eosky needs to to win the title.
4: I, I think we're play. gonna. I think there's gonna be a three way between Bianca, Charlotte, and um, Oscar. Asuka. And Oscar, that's where the title is going to be. Like, I think that's where the title is going to change hands. Like they're all three down. EO comes in, and then hands yeah. a briefcase. moonsault, one, two, three, new champ, something like that. Yeah, I, think, mm. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, Before it,
3: goes, do you do you think Triple H wants Charlotte to get to sixteen, and then that's it? I, yeah, like per, that. yeah, but
4: but but again, okay. So sixteen world titles, like like not not for nothing. But if you look at Rick Flair's title runs and you compare them to Charlotte, there's, he no had a, there's no comparison. A, he's had a lot longer reigns as a world champion than she did. Like, how many times did that belt go back and forth between her and Sasha in yeah. like a three-month period?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah I agree.
3: Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. Jim, Because she uh, won the title and it was, all right, I'm going to take some time off. Okay, now you have to drop the title. So two months after she won it. She's gonna drop it because she wants to take time off to get married to do whatever she needs to do. So, to me, I, I agree. No comparison between her and her dad. So,
4: look, sixteen titles, big deal. So what? The, the problem is the number doesn't mean anything anymore because right. the titles don't have any meaning to them anymore. Exactly right.
2: That match yeah. with the the match with the Austin Theory is intriguing. It feels like they've been pushing Austin Theory so hard. And it's just he's never though.
1: He has no... momentum. Yeah, no, yeah, and then so you have, right
2: And then you have, you know, LA Knight, not to toot my own horn here, walks out and does, like, a five-minute promo and it gets eight million views. You know, he just... He just... Whatever. Dude, this guy's
4: yeah. everywhere. Dude, <laughs> LA Knight's, everywhere. like, everywhere. Like, everywhere. everybody's pulling up like, old clips from everywhere. Oh, I know. Like, it's crazy. Oh, I
2: saw videos of the Ohio Valley. Like yeah, wrestling. Ohio
4: oh. Valley... Like, Ohio Valley wrestling LA Knight. Like you find is LA working. Knight
1: is I, I was gonna ask you guys, and I think you got I know the answer. LA Knight or, or Jay Uso, who's the most over in WWE right now.
4: Oh, it's LA, LA Knight, Knight, without, Knight without a
2: percent The pop LA. the pop he gets is ridiculous. Like it is absolutely and nuts.
4: I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but he's just he's turned it up just a little bit just a little. with his facial expression to show you can the talk about. it. No, 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 but what, I, what, what I'm <laughs> saying is with his facial expressions, similar to like Austin Rock where they they knew if they weren't on television or they only had a short they would show you how mad they were and then yeah. they would let you know it with the mic skill and that's like a subtle detail like he's starting to put into his work of the character because you know he was mad when he wasn't on television he comes out too much and don't forget he was the only guy in the in that four way that came out and did the promo, everybody yeah, else had live, backstage yeah. promos.
0: Yeah, hey, so, and he did
2: a good job at it too. It wasn't like a it was just a flippant thing. He he went out there and actually like just tore into Jake Paul. Hey know.
1: Jim, uh, one last question before we get you out of here. Uh, back to the AEW real quick. Right call for uh, you know Ricky Starks, absolute Ricky Starks to to, mm-hmm. to go over on Punk. He's like now been it. over on Punk and uh Chris Jericho.
4: They th- this, this kid's is, got a bright future. I think they're setting him up to be a champion down the road. He might be, you never know, he could be the guy to take the international title off of Orange Cassidy.
1: I like it. I like it.
4: I teams. The the hearing- I don't even know
1: who the hell the who's the hell the TNT champion. I don't even know anymore.
4: Luchasaurus is that well, Christian Cage says oh he's, yeah, he's that's, he's right, TNT that's right. Yeah, But right. but I think I think cause I think maybe Orange could be maybe he he takes it off of Orange and because you know look he used the ropes little cheating you know and then the way he takes the trophy and just walks off obviously on battle belts it was different he has to be nice with martha hart and not really be yeah. a character but um the fact that like he just like um who the hell was? um oh my god who the hell came out that guy from japan like one of my own hearts like rivals
1: Oh, yeah, oh, uh, Kenosho or whatever his name Yeah, uh, and he Lucha just took it. Yeah, yeah,
4: Lucha, yeah, um, yeah, Tiger, yeah. Uh, he just came out, took the trophy and walked by him. Mean, he didn't even do anything. So I yeah. think he's going to turn back heel even though he's over his baby face. I think the heelish stuff. Well, that's so kind of I-
1: like LA Knight. LA Knight's supposed to be a heel, but he's so over, It's you know, he's a face. So it's like the, you can have the heelish tendency still, still, but you can still be
2: a face.
4: Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I think Ricky, I think to me, they're setting up Ricky um, to be a champion, maybe the end of this year, who knows. Um, but I think they're setting him up to be a champion because you just beat Punk, you beat Jericho, you have some nice wins. I think they're going to set him up to be a world champion. Now, the world guy, but I think he's going to, I would not be surprised if he is the next international champion. Because he's paid his dues. Remember, Cody's the one that brought him in. He had the TNT Open Challenge. All that stuff. He's been there a while. He's really paid his dues. And He's got a lot of... He's now has a lot of, you know... Muster behind him. Unlike, and I have to say this... I'm not a big fan of this move. I like the fact that sometimes AEW doesn't give you your wins. And you don't come in like red hot and you get titles right away. Unlike Impact, where trinity beat diana perrazzo like right away to win the impact women's world title i'm like come on like really you're gonna win in your first title match like they didn't do it for nick Aldis because that would have been the guy to do it for yeah but they do it for her i don't know uh, unless diana's taking some time off but i mean look i i'm just not a fan of that i don't i don't like that i did and by the way if anybody go youtube uh Vikingo and Kenny Omega two at Triple A, Triple Mania. Holy crap. They tore the house down again, these guys.
1: Jim, it was a pleasure as always talking to you every Monday. Uh we appreciate it. And maybe we'll talk uh we'll have a little bit more hockey. There wasn't a lot of hockey news this week. So the, the
4: only the only thing I will say about the hockey front. The 10-year rebuild, uh, Chicago, they got their man, uh, Connor Verdar three-year entry-level deal today. I think Ross Colton signed like a four-year deal. Hey, we'll, so, all right.
1: Hey, we'll see in the playoffs uh, You know, in 10 years,
4: Blackhawks. Yeah, exact, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 10-year pl- <laughs> plan floated by, um, you know, sports buffoons now on uh, Let's Talk Sports Show. We, we have the 10-year plan in Chicago. Ross Colton got a nice deal in Colorado, got $4 million over four years. Uh, again, you know, nice player. That's a little high on the AAV, but, hey, you know what? Guys get, you know, guys are getting paid, so why not? Um, the only things really out there before I get out of here, you know, Tereseco's still on sign. Dumba's still on sign. Where does Hellebuck go? Uh, are we trading Carlson, Matthews, stuff like that? But, again, it's the dog days of uh, the summer. A lot of NFL talk. We know Hard Knocks is right around the corner. Uh, Jets and Aaron Rodgers, Giants, you know, all the fun stuff. But definitely – you know we're we're getting close we're inching we're getting closer to SummerSlam all in all all right for for the guys here cuz i know if you if there's a bundle for all out and all in you but you taking the bundle or are you just going off the better card for the pay-per-view i know nick doesn't pay for stuff anymore anyway <laughs> but if you had to if you had to would you get i probably a buy the
1: bundle right probably buy right. the bundle yeah, bundle, yeah the I,
4: Hondo, Hondo. Me too, me yeah. too. But again, I don't know if it's gonna be being offered. I don't, they haven't even said if All Out is on pay per view.
1: Now, be- now,
4: they, they haven't don't even have
1: it. a match made. They, they
4: don't have a about, match made. Did they talk about HBO for All Out?
0: That's so great. they're talking.
1: Uh, there's a deal working with Warner Brothers, which could yeah. could happen, Scott. That they yeah. they're working yeah. that out. Well, Jim, we'll yeah. catch you next Monday, brother. We appreciate it as always. We'll see you next Monday. Give it up for the legendary man that is Jim, Jim Herringer, Everybody,
2: Jim. Jim, before you go, could you remind everybody which name is on superstar? Uh, which superstar is on everybody's
4: lips? Yo, let me talk to you. <laughs> everybody's saying it's La Knight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Have a good it.
1: night. Hey, speaking of superstars, we got to go ahead and bring in our next guest. Uh, he's a superstar. This man taught himself to pitch left-handed. I can't even jerk off left-handed. And this guy's pitching <laughs> left-handed as a, as a young kid. Uh, so that's how that's how legend and superstar this guy is. Give it up a- for our very own.
0: <laughs> Mitchell
1: baseball player Jonathan Grisham.
5: <laughs> Jonathan, what's up? Look at him. <laughs> look
1: at him.
0: <laughs>
5: what a hell of an introduction. Hey, goodness, baby. Jonathan, no, you I'll look this, like you're
2: about to cut a hell of a promo on somebody. <laughs>
3: Listen, shit. before Jonathan they go. Shout out to Allen. Oh, he almost sorry. cut his finger off with a lawn mowing accident. So, is that, that what
1: happened? I asked him what happened. I just thought he. I thought the Rangers were losing, and he just couldn't handle it anymore, and just cut his finger. He, off. he did
2: not lose to my Guardians. I'm telling you that right now. He did not lose yeah, them. So, <laughs> I, I saw it. it. It was painful. It was very painful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> how was the weekend? Uh, girls, kick some ass this weekend.
5: We did, did. It was a good weekend. It was a long weekend. We you know, we had to travel again out a little bit. It was a nice little two two and a half hour drive for me to go play at a showcase for my 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 ATU team. Uh, had some good moments. We had some girls. I actually talked to a couple of colleges. Uh, which is always the goal for us, for especially for that team. As you know, again, we have girls who are about to be seniors and juniors, so this is the time for the recruiting. So we had a few girls that are that have talked to schools that are going to get some interest from them. Uh, with some good ball, we played some you know, good games. We we competed. We had a moment where uh, we probably should have made a run. We got a little tired uh, as it, it went from you know 75 and rainy you know in the morning on Sunday to 108 degrees by 2 p.m. So it was just one of those, like, hey, this is going to be a, a rough day. But a couple more home runs were hit this weekend by my 18U team. Uh, you know, we had a grand slam that actually gave us a, a lead and won the game for us uh, on Saturday. Uh, so very proud moments, very good moments for us. My my 10U team played uh, this weekend. They were down in Galveston, Texas, for nationals. And they were able to finish in the top seven uh, in the tournament as well for them. So very proud of how well they played and how they competed down there. So another good finish at a nationals tournament for our organization. It's always the best thing for us.
1: Jonathan a team. Who's not been killing it. Uh, like your girls are is the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, it's been reported that they are going to sell. Now uh, their GM said, yeah, we're going to try to sell, but with hopes that, you know, we're going to contend next year. Uh, I think you, we've talked about it before. We, you, you told me Marmol's going to be gone there. It's going to be, uh, you know, uh, Molina's team next year, but, I mean, they're right. They're forty and fifty-three. They're eleven and a half back. To me, the the Padres are the most disappointing team. But you could put the Cardinals in that category. Uh, who who's gonna who are they gonna trade if they're trying to compete next year? Because on paper, they got a team that should be able to compete.
5: Should be, but I mean, we haven't seen the leadership do what they needed to do for this team. And again, that's where I, I put a lot of the blame on Ali Marmol for for the for the cause of this. Because of the decision making that he's done throughout the year, you know, you're, you're hearing a lot of talk of the pitchers that you have, Jack Flaherty, Montgomerys, uh, are, are some of the pitchers that you're hearing, uh, you know, being uh, open for for business with the Cardinals. You can go to Jordan Hicks in the bullpen, which a lot of teams are needing arms for bullpen wise. Jordan Hicks has been has been talked about as far as availability for uh, for teams to to con- uh, consider trading for. I mean, there's talks about Goldschmidt and Arenado. They've kind of said they don't want to trade those guys. Uh, I mean, you got you gotta, and, and rightfully so, you have to have something going into 2024 with potentially a new manager and a new regime with the front office trading your two superstars, your all-star guys that that have been MVP candidates in the past. That would be a horrible, horrible thing to do. You have the arms, and again, I know again, trading. Starting pitching like Flaherty and, and, and Montgomery, and I don't, I, I haven't heard Nicholas' name mentioned in trade talks. But for Flaherty and Montgomery, that that's those are the guys that you were talking about building a future of the now and in the uh, for, building for the now because you're supposed to be the division leader of this of uh, with this team, but you were supposed to be built around the pitching of, Fla- of Jack Flaherty, Miles Nicholas, Jordan Montgomery, uh, or, or M- Montgomery to be able to have those three with. Wainwright kind of falling out into the sunset. It was you know potentially his last year. You know it'll be so you had everything lined up, but you didn't. It just didn't work out. So you're going to trade two of your pitchers. I think they're looking at it and saying Flaherty's been a little bit of a disappointment. He's been up and down. Montgomery has been up and down. You had I think they're buying into Nicholas more. Interesting, I think, but they you're those are the guys that I think that are probably the more target available if you're the Cardinals that you want to p- pursue to trade and and. Maybe Tyler O'Neill. from what happened between him and Marmol beginning the season, there's probably some guys that you could probably position-wise look for. But because pitching is a premium, as always during a deadline, that's why they're looking at Flaherty and, and Montgomery and Hicks to be the main targets to trade, to find suitors for, to get a good haul back, to build for a better future. Because you're going to need to get a future with young teams like Cincinnati, who's jumped out into the world right now. Brewers are still there. Pittsburgh's shown glimpses. I don't know if we can really buy into the future. They, they're Pittsburgh. falling off.
1: They're fourth now. The but, Cubs
5: are third, and then the Pirates are – in. But, the Pir- they, but, but they show a future. Yeah, they, yeah. They've they shown, they shown a pretty bright future if they continue to make a couple more moves here and there, which – will they do? I'm not – I don't believe in Pittsburgh's office to do that, but they have shown there's a future. Cincinnati has shown a future. Milwaukee is still the present, so – if you're the Cardinals, you're looking at the two teams, the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Cincinnati Reds, who have shown glimpses of what the future looks like. you got to make some moves that can that can get you elevated quickly to contend hopefully again in 2024, but beyond with the future that you're going to be competing against with the Reds and Pirates as well. I was uh, – oh, I'm sorry. I, I was in
2: Cincy the, this weekend uh, to watch the Reds or whatever, and I was super excited. But then they came out flat for both games, and it – uh, my uh, in-laws are all Reds fans, and they—they they were not happy this this being their one trip a year to go see a baseball game. Uh, I mean, if the Cincinnati's got to get anywhere, I, I saw a lot of good play, but their bullpen—I mean, they just got to get it together. They—they—they—they they, they, they couldn't pitch to save their lives. The other, uh, the last two games I was there for.
5: Yeah, and it's a lot of teams that are like that right now. There's a lot of teams that you're gonna sit there that are contenders, and again, I think we, we, I think at this point, at least now, we can still kind of say Cincinnati's a contender, but yeah. a, lot of, a lot of contenders are looking at their bullpens and saying, "We're taxed, we're we're injured, maybe we got to do something to at least get a little bit better, or a little bit deeper." So, and I think you have to credit, and I say credit, but you have to attribute the the pit the new pitch clock the new rules that are speeding this game up and you're and they're not teams haven't adjusted as far as saying we need our starting yeah. pitchers to go longer this yeah. is i think i think that we're going to start really trans as i said to you guys i think a few uh, probably a few weeks or a month ago you may see it may take some time make it take a year or two or three for teams to be like okay we do need our starting pitchers to go six seven innings now we can't go four innings on in a bullpen and you know in in April May, uh, April, May, June and expect them to be fresh and ready in September, October when the playoffs, and postseason starts up. So it's going to take some time. But you're seeing these guys are taxed right now because they've been doing what they the strategy that's been going on for the last five, six, seven years. And now with the pitch clock speeding things up and you're still having these guys try to pitch quick it's it's taxing these guys. So a lot of the a lot of teams, and again, my Braves are no exception. We've got some injuries in the bullpen right now that you're gonna have to make some decisions. Yeah. You've got a lot of teams at the deadline that are circling bullpen arms. So you're gonna it's it's gonna be a mad race, and probably a lot of teams are gonna overpay, which is something yeah. you don't really you don't really see a lot of. And I think that's why I I kind of credit what the Rangers did by trading for all Chapman and not giving up a lot in the process. They just made the move right then and there. So we're not gonna wait, we'll just offer you something now. And they got them they got the deal. But as you get yeah, they, on, got, they got ahead of the market, right?
1: They didn't let the market—they got to set the market or dictate it. Like, hey, we're not—we're going to go out here and get this guy. We need him asap. I want to stay with the Reds real quick. If you're the Reds, and we just talked about it, do you just ride out this wave because there are only two back of the Brewers? And you just say, hey, like, let's just ride out what we got. No matter what happens, we overachieved this year. We we already say, hey, we got a chance to win this thing. Let's add. We're not going to mortgage the future for this year, but let's—if we can go get a bullpiece, uh, bullpen arm, or a, a bona fide ace, get, do we go out and get it? But not mortgage the future because no matter what, I think Reds fans would be happy because they—nobody saw this coming this year.
5: No, I'm, nobody did. I'm not trading for a one-year, like a half a season rental. No, I agree with that if I'm the Reds at this point, I'm looking for an arm who's going to be in my uh, in my organization for two to three years that I can, mm-hmm. that can supplant. Kind of what the Mariners did last year with Luis Castillo. You know, they traded for him and they were able to extend him even longer from there to give him a little bit more of that cushion. I'm looking at the aspect of trying to get a guy for two to three years to come in because I, my, my bullpen, my, my bullpen, my farm system is one of the best in baseball. We're seeing it with Ellie De La Cruz and what he's doing right now in the big leagues. We have more behind him. So, I have a great farm system. I'm only going to trade pieces that are controllable for two of two to, of the next two to three years. I'm not making a move of a one-year guy to essentially compete this year. If we don't win the World Series and we made the move to do so, well, we failed, and now we're going to take a step back. Which, again, look at the landscape of the division. You're younger. You're more athletic than a lot of these teams in your division. You're you're set up better right now. And the younger teams, I said this with Scott and Allen on Tuesdays. Younger teams are thriving with this with this new rules going on. Yeah, and you're and, and you look at it and say the top dog uh, team in your division for the last decade or so was the St. Louis Cardinals, and they have co- they've collapsed. This division is wide open, not just for 2023, but for the next five years. If you're Cincinnati, will you and, tell you know, Jed Hoyer that? Jed, to,
1: to call Jed Hoyer and tell him.
5: <laughs> I mean, well, the Cubs, and again, I'll. I'll Cubs are not in a bad position right now. Thanks. I think they're they're setting themselves up for you know to at least make some make some more moves. I think not this year, but this this offseason. I think they're going to find a way to 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 at least open the checkbook a little bit more you know will they get big uh, name guys no but you don't need big name guys right now i think you need you need to get depth and get a little bit younger and find more talent to add to that roster and you have a good core i mean you have a good core what are you going to do with Cody Bellinger is going to be the next question i think for you know, you're going to extend him maybe from what come I hope, the I'd,
1: I'd like to why not extend him and Stroman right but Jonathan they're probably traded they're probably both gone i i if they were if they i would be more surprised if they're on the roster, opening day next year, then you
5: know. Th- Strowman's uh, not. I, I, they've for some reason. I, I, this, I will say this. For some reason, they don't want to extend Strowman. I don't. I don't get why. Me either. I, I, I think he would look good with an A on his hat and being in down south in the, in the dirty south of Georgia. I've loved Marcus Strowman for a long time. He's a good I, pitcher.
0: He's good. a real good.
5: And you put him if you make him a number three. That that's pretty dirty. I mean, he's but he's proven yeah. to be number one and number two. He's proven, you know with Toronto he's the number one for in New York at the time behind Degrom he was number two. He's proven to be a very very good pitcher, uh, so I don't understand why the Cubs are kind of reluctant to not extend him. And he wants to stay there. He said that. You know what yeah. I mean? I talked to you about that. You know, at one point where they said well, we we talked about this about you know, how. Yeah. Stroman has made the comments of wanting to be in Chicago long term. He's he's very vocal, probably hurting his value at times, speaking so pu- so publicly about it. But the Cubs don't; they haven't entertained it. So I, I agree. I think he could be the one who's on the way out, traded. Just because.
1: I do, I do got one last Cub question. Then we'll talk about. We'll stop talking about the Cubs. Uh, Tucker Barnhart, yes, has, please. Is a higher war than Chris Bryant and Javi Baez. Did the Cubs get that right? Did they get? getting rid of Javi and
5: KB, right? I, I do. I I, I yeah. do. Because, again, I was yeah. never – I've personally never been high on Javi Baez. Um, they were able to get the to value.
1: I love to watch him play there. He's, yeah, yeah. he's,
5: he's flashy. He's exciting. Great. But I, I've, I've never considered him a top five shortstop in the game. I've never considered him to be so. And there's been a lot of – I've talked to Cubs fans before, uh, you know, there's some you – know, uh, extended family side i have some cubs fans and they're like they were at the time they were just putting uh, Baez bias on a pedestal and i'm like we're not watching the same guy but that's the different that's a different story on that <laughs> he, he
1: does struggle at the plate he's always struggled and we knew that he'd always strike high strike out guy but He's fun to watch. Uh, and I've but always said he's we, there for a while. He was one of the best, like most exciting players to watch. Yeah. I think.
5: But the value at the time, I think was the highest they could have gotten for him. If you waited it out another year or so, I don't, I, I, you weren't going to extend him. Cause again, you were already, you were already committed to a rebuild. You trade, you're trading Rizzo, you're trading Bryant. You were not going to, I mean, what was the future for Baez in Chicago? There wasn't, so it was a good thing that they made the trade and got him out of there. Going, well, he went to New York, right? I believe they traded. Yeah, the Mets. Mets it was so, Lindor and him together. Yeah. yeah. So you you got you got what the value was at the time. I think the highest it was because it, it, it was not. He's not a top five. So you're a top five shortstop. So you're not going to get the top dollar for him. But you weren't going to extend him. So why not just make the move on that? For Bryant, it's the same thing. Bryant was already kind of sour about how they handled him on his rookie deal, keeping him down in the big leagues to make sure that – keeping him down in triple A to make sure that they had that extra year. There was a lot of talk for a long time. The future was never going to stay in Chicago. Yeah, Use him. You know, play him. Get what you need. They got a World Series out of him. Awesome. Great. But they did the right thing. They did the right thing because, again, there was so much behind-the-scenes stuff that just took place that just soured the relationship. and was so – and you can tell me because you've been – watching it more than I have and closer than I have, it was very it was very known, it was very vocal that that situation, I, I remember that, that situation was talked about for years. It during was the time it was. in Chicago. And it was just like at some point you, you had to think about, well, is anybody going to move on from it? So if you want him long term, you're gonna have to move. But nobody did. Nobody did on both sides and the media didn't move on from it. So the conversation continued. So there was never a long term future for Chris Bryant. There was never a long-term future for Javi Baez. You got the value of both of them, which you needed, and you were able to go from there. And again, Tucker Barnhart's done a great job in Chicago. So, yeah, I think they made the right decision at the time to, at the time of, of how they valued those guys. And, they're, again, does it suck to have to rebuild in that aspect of? Of course it does. Nobody likes to rebuild because everybody knows what rebuild means. You're going to lose, and, and that's that's the follow-up of it. But if you can make the right moves following it, you can get yourself successful. Again, not to put my Braves on the pedestal. My Braves sold out for a while. They they sucked for uh, three, four years. And, and, and I know I'm not getting sympathy from y'all because three, four years of my Braves losing after oh. 15 straight, 14, 15 straight division titles, five, six division titles. I know y'all won't. Yeah, we, don't right. need
1: the, we don't need the accolades, Jonathan. We don't need, stop rubbing it in your damn face, you know? But, but yeah, shut it. up, get Jonathan. Get
5: yeah, yeah. yeah. But shut that's, up. That's the story of rebuild. The rebuilding, you're going to lose if you make the right moves. If you make the right moves during your rebuild, the rebuild doesn't last long, and you get the benefit of what you're doing. And that's what the Cubs got to do right now. They got they, they they had to do it. They're in the process of going in the right direction. I think they are. Are they at the cusp of being the division leader of you know for the next five years in Chicago in, uh, in the in the Central? No, but let's see what the next offseason looks like. If they can make beneficial moves. Then I think they're going to put themselves in the better in the right position with this division open for you know for at least for the next five years it's going to be wide open.
3: Jonathan, Tampa Bay lost again tonight to Texas. Um, talk about their struggles right now because they're, they're struggling a lot right now. They're allowing Baltimore and these teams to to kind of hang around. What yeah, they should move. They Tampa? should move to
2: like a different state, you know.
3: Yeah, Montreal would be great for Tampa.
2: No, 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 little little, little. Nashville, Nashville. Um, yeah, I've said, bring it
5: on. I've said Nashville. I've, I've said Nashville. Nashville or Charlotte look. would be too good. Nashville uh, raised.
1: That sounds uh yeah. You guys look, got if you, you look, guys look, got raised n- there?
2: No, 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 no. There's already a thing. There's like listen, Dickwad Nick, listen <laughs> to me. Uh, there's a there's social media accounts. Uh there, there's been stuff go. Oh. uh, You know, you're supposed to get me out of the way, not you, Jonathan. (laughs) Anyway, but no, there is uh, social media groups called the Nashville Stars that uh, have like Tim McGraw and people like that that have been putting money towards trying to get a baseball team here. There's been guys trying to get a baseball team for years. And uh it, they, they have a big piece of land already picked out, uh and stuff like that. But nobody's come a biting, but the 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 mill is getting louder and louder as uh it continues to go. I, I do think probably what, five, and probably the next decade, like in this decade we're we're gonna see a team in Nashville.
3: Before I, Jonathan goes, and then you the won't be a Guardian
1: fan anymore. You already said that.
2: Yeah, you- what? What did I? I don't remember
1: you, saying yeah, that. You, we, we. I've asked you before. I said if a team comes to Nashville, you said that's your new baseball team.
2: Yeah, I pro Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. If I said it, I said it. <laughs> no as soon as team, I no, leave, the Guardians no win the World Series. That would be my luck. As soon as I leave, the Guardians figure it all out, and I'm like, the oh, curse. Of hey,
1: the curse of Mister First Down. That's what the <laughs> Guardians uh, <a> curse.
2: <laughs> uh, speaking, I mean, speaking, I'll Speaking say, on my lowly guardians, they, they're beating the Pittsburgh Pirates 10 nothing right now. Uh, but the uh, – just retribution. Uh, the Shane Bieber swollen elbow, uh, Jonathan, this, uh, if you're going to trade him, right, this, this is going to hurt his stock, right? Or if you're the guardians, you just hold on to him to have
5: something uh, coming up. As I mean – it- if you were the Guardians, you, this is the worst thing that you could happen to. This and yes, they're 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 competing for a division title, but at the same time, it, and we see teams that we saw with the Brewers. You know, they they were competing for division title and they traded Josh Hader, knowing that you're not going to have him long term. This was a trade, a trading Bieber would be the best thing that you could do. But this is the worst thing. The timing of this is worse because now every team that was interested, and I said Cincinnati Reds would be the perfect team to acquire Shane Bieber. But now you're on pause because you don't know what this elbow injury is going to be. You know, what you know, after reports and what the long term effects of are going to be for this season. Because if you're trading for Bieber, you know, you're getting a Cy Young, a Cy Young caliber pitcher for a playoff run. But if this elbow injury, which it could be, it could be nothing. But you're in the back of your head, and you're thinking, this is a start. This is this could be a start of something that could happen later on. And if we're going to make this move for Bieber, we we need to know because you have other starting pitchers right now. So Guardians, like I said, this this is the worst news for the Guardians too because this yeah. is going to cost them to have opportunity to get pieces for your future. Whereas the Reds can look at it and say, okay, yeah, we were interested in Shane Bieber, but this elbow injury is a concern. Let's go call Chicago White Sox and see what Giolito or Cease's availability is. And maybe we can make a deal for them and we'll move on from Bieber at that point. So very, very concerning in every facet, one for Bieber and his health and how the long-term of this season is going to be with that elbow, maybe even longer if uh, for next year, if it's, you know, depends on how everything tests out, but also for the the availability of trade. If you're the guardians, because now the value does go down, and your haul that you could have gotten is not going to be the same. Because every team is going right. to say, "We trade for him. We're not giving you top prospects now because he could be on the shelf if if he makes one more start. You know, let's say the next if he's shut down for a little bit, he comes back and that elbow does give out. We just we just we get nothing now. We have absolutely nothing. So it's, it's a terrible timing for everybody, for Bieber, for his availability and his health, but also for the Guardians and what they were trying to potentially, what I thought, potentially do if you wanted to move on from him, get a little bit more prospects and help yourself in the future. Because again, I think you're building you're, – you've got a pitching staff that you can win with. I think in this division, the AFC uh, – the AFC – Central, oh, AFC, my goodness gracious. American League Central. I see where you're
2: looking.
5: Yeah. I see where you're looking. You, you know, I'm so – it's been a long, long uh, weekend. Like I said, traveling so much. But the, the division the American League Central – is so bad that you could trade Bieber and still get a chance to be the division winner if you want if you want to go down that road, which obviously they want to, every team does. But you can have the you have the pitching staff that can still do it if you make that move and you still benefit your future from there. So this the timing wise is very concerning for everybody right now. Uh, we lost
1: you on your uh, earlier when Scott's comment, and you know, I just want to uh, the the Rays. What the hell's going on there? And are the O's going to overtake this thing and win it? Uh, win that division?
5: It, it definitely puts things very. It makes things very interesting because I don't. I, I mean, we we've been talking for months. I, I mean, the, the race would have been the best in American League, and now they're. There's some struggles. There are some concerns. The pitching, we kind of saw. And you know, I, I know I put the Braves a lot, but the Braves kind of exposed them a little bit. And they took two of three from Tampa Bay, and they, you know, they got Bryce Elder. You know, they hit him pretty hard in that last game on, uh, of the of before of the first half. But again, Braves kind of exposed them a little bit, and, and we're able to say we can out pitch you. Oh, by the way, we can out you. Well, guess what? The Orioles can hit. And they have a pretty good pitching staff. Are they on paper at the level of Tampa Bay Rays? No, they're not. But if you can match pitch for pitch, you don't have to beat them. You can just match them, and your offense is good too, like Orioles. You can compete with the Rays and and be able to pass them. I think they're in a position that's about that are about to. We might be talking about the, a a new leader in the American League East here very soon. And if I'm Tampa, I'm very concerned because again, you have the you have the farm to make some moves, but you have the money. Do you have the money to make some moves? And I and obviously we know Tampa Bay does not. They don't have the money to make the to, to acquire somebody that can interject life in this team in the in the rotation or in the in the order. And I think they need to do some more in the in the batting order. Pitching wise, they've been pitching well. You have Zach Lefflin who's been pitching very well. You have McClanahan who's a CI young candidate. You have arms that are that are there, maybe getting one more. But again, if do you have the money to make two moves, three moves to help yourself push back into what, the, what you were supposed to be, the best team in, this, in the American League, I, I don't know. Because I think Baltimore will make a move. I, I'm expecting Baltimore to make a move to, uh, at the deadline and get themselves, because they know they're on the cusp of being the best team in the American League now. So if I'm Tampa, I'm very concerned that things are kind of crumbling. Who's the leader of the team that, you know, besides Kevin Cash? Kevin Cash is a very, very good manager. Who on the team is going to be the one that says enough? Who's the veteran presence of this team needs? It's a very young team. But who's the veteran leader of this team that's going to say, guys, enough of this. We're, we're too good to let this crumble on us. Who's going to be the one that puts it to a stop and says, we got to get ourselves back to where we were and start dominating teams and being the best team in the American League again? I, I don't know if they have that. And if you trade for somebody that's way, like, they're not they're, they're coming into a brand-new clubhouse. You can't rely on that. So – I'm concerned, and I think that I, I think uh, there's I, I think there's going to be uh, a new American League East leader, and I don't see. I, I, I might have to say that Orioles going to probably take this division. So Phil Tanner, Orioles a losing coach, coach. get out
0: of here. Hey
1: Tanner, hey, yeah. we already talked about the Cardinals, so maybe you, uh, yeah. if you would do your dang hey, job and stop the show, damn show, we you would know what we already talked about. You know, instead, I don't even know what you're doing anymore. I'm over here. I don't get paid <laughs> enough to host and produce, Tanner. Game you don't pay Game me enough to do both. And you're Game over here sending comments about stuff we already talked about. Why don't you tune in, huh? Why don't you tune in to know what we talked about when the Cardinals are making mm. moves? We're not Testify. asking that question because we covered Testify. that 20 minutes ago, Tanner. Jeez. Jesus.
3: Could, could we be we saying at the end of August that Houston could be the best team in the American League? If Tampa yeah.
2: continues to struggle,
3: oh, I'm sorry, He's the expert. I'm like,
2: yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes. As strange
5: you know, as that sounds, no, because I still, th- I think, uh, I think Baltimore would be considered the best. Okay. I, I, I think Baltimore would be the best teams uh, in in the American League if they passed if they passed Tampa just because of what they what they've been able to how consistent again that team has been very consistent. And that's the name of the game at the end of the day. The, yeah, talent talent is good, but consistency is better. And Astros have not been consistent. They're catching fire, which we we've expected them to do so at some point. We just didn't know when, but we expect them to do so. But the most consistent team in the American League outside of Tampa until now, which I have to now give, is the Baltimore Royals. They've been very consistent and they've been they've just been on the heels of the rays all season, waiting for the moment for them to 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 just to take that jump. And they're on it right now. So, what? I, what I, I, that's so good
1: because, like, I'm just like, I, I know Adley Rushman's a stud, but like, I'm looking at like their like lineup. Like, it's just like guys like you know Stan Stan Sandler is like leads got 17 home runs. Like, that's not a whole lot. Like, uh, you know Hayes has got batting at 309. It leads their team. Like, uh, you know Rushman's got high OPS and and is hits the ball well. Like, why are the O's? Why are the
0: O's
5: so damn good right now? Again, yeah, it's consistency.
0: They're just consistent.
5: I mean, again, they, they play good ball. And again, if you put them on paper, sure, talent wise, if you look at Tampa or or Houston, talent wise, yeah, sure, they're not they're not on that level because they're not there yet. Again, Cedric Mullins is a really good ball player. Adley Rushman is a is a really good ball player. If you put them on paper, yeah, sure, they're not the most talented. But again, talent in the big leagues, again, everybody throw everybody throw a name out there, they're all good. What is the difference maker that in this ball game? Well, it's consistency. And they have again, they just they just do things so consistent. And they pitch well. They, you get, they do they have a great pitching staff? No, they don't have a p- great pitching staff. Do they have a good pitching staff that keeps them in ball games and helps them win games? Yes. Do they have a great offense? No, they don't have a great offense. But are their offense where they can they spray the ball around the field? They get hits. They get some home runs. They drive in runs and they do things the little things to help you win. Yes, they do. In a, a four-game series, in a, in
1: a you know best of seven, when we get to the playoffs, can the O's make a deep run, or will they lose to the likes of somebody like the Astros? Because the Astros are deeper, are a deeper team and more talented team.
5: I, if the Astros pitching gets back to and it's, and it's been getting better, if the Astros pitch like they have in the postseason in the in the years past. That's gonna be very tough for the Orioles. That'll be very tough. I, 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 I would like to say yes, the Orioles could make that run. Do they have enough? I'd like to know what they do in the in the deadline though. If they make a move to a pitcher, if they get a, if they get a, if they, so let's just say, uh, Dylan Cease is a pitcher they target. I've heard some. I've heard the Orioles have been in on at least one of the Oil White Sox pitchers. If they acquire a Dylan Cease, then I, I think they can. I think because that's an arm that will give you innings that can go – you can give them the ball game one in a postseason, uh, post-season series and you have confidence that you're going to get a win. And that's what you need right now. I don't know on the roster right now you have that, the confidence of a guy who's going to get through the ball game one of a, at the ALCS and go against uh, go against Framer Valdez and say, our pitcher is going to match your pitcher. I don't know right now that by the deadline – If they make a move, I think they can. If they make a move and they bring in, like I said, Dylan Cease or Lucas Giolito, then I'm going to give them the nod, yes, because they just do things right. They do things consistent. They play well at that moment. So I I would have to say yes if they make a move. But on paper right now, no. I, I, I don't think they can beat the Astros in a seven game. I think they'll go six. I think they could push it to seven. But I think the Astros, as of right now, would be able to win that series
1: alan hey uh you didn't have to cut your finger off for a cowboy super bowl they're still not going to win even though you cut they're your sure. finger off for the ah. cowboy <laughs>
2: he's trying to give it to deck you know. <laughs> uh tanner just come on get, get on the show
1: <laughs> tanner said uh <laughs> he said those catch fire they could be they could be uh uh going first into september they they could be, yeah. I mean, they could be first by August. I mean, they're only two back right now, so I
5: mean, they, they could oh, they, be first. I thought, first I, they I thought I saw they were one back uh, before tonight. Now I don't know what has happened tonight. Uh, but they I lost to the Dodgers. They lost. They lost okay, yeah so, yeah, so, yeah, so about two back. But I mean, they they could, yeah, by August first, they could be a first place team. I mean, I think that's very possible right now. Very possible. Do,
3: do you think the Orioles open their wallets? and go and get Dylan Cease or Giolito and then sign him to a long-term contract. They need a, they need that number one starter more than any other team. I think in baseball right now, because their number one starter is Kyle Gibson. And that's, that's a no go for me.
5: Maybe they go get
3: Strowman. Yeah,
5: they- I mean, it's possible. It's, it's, it's possible. I think that's a move you will need. If you're the Orioles, so about all the teams that make a move and just get a get as you said get a number one guy, that mm-hmm. is the team that needs one and, and it's just amazing and again that's why I say it's amazing what they've been doing without a true number one uh, starter you know that that's it's really remarkable what they've done so you throw in a Dylan cease or a Lucas Giolito or a Marcus Stroman type of pitcher <laughs> on that then I mean my goodness you're gonna well now again the question is the question was really asked was are they gonna pay them? That I don't know, because yeah. you have a young core already, and you, you're and again. We see what teams have kind of followed the Braves doing by you, and you have your young core. You're going to start signing them early. I think that's probably what they're going to do first. A lot of teams have been doing that more, and you're going to probably say Adley Rushman's for the first one that you're going to look at on this roster to say I got to pay just because of what he's done for this franchise over the last really over the last year. Uh, you know, so I, I I could I think they should. Will they? I think it's a better question. Uh, but should they trade and sign somebody to an extension? Absolutely. Will you know they should do it? I just don't know if they will because again, the the direction of, of front offices is paying your young guys first. Now, a trend that the Braves have started. We saw Tampa Bay do the same thing with Wander Franco. We've seen a lot of guys, a lot of young guys in year one, year two of their uh, of you know in their time in the big leagues. They're getting immediate contract extensions. I yeah. think the Orioles are going to do the same thing here pretty soon with Adley Rushman.
3: Yeah, and I think Dylan Cease is still young enough. He's, he's in his, what, 26, 27, something like that?
5: 27. So he,
3: yeah, he's yeah. still young enough where he's going to pitch for another eight to ten years effectively, I think. And that, that fits right into what the Orioles are right now, which is a young team that's on the come up in the American League. And they could be there for years, so.
5: Yeah, and I think that'd be a, I, that would be a good one. Again, you, you, you kind of get somebody who, as you said, he fits the bill of the, of the direction you have, a you know, young group. Could you, if you're the Orioles, could you look at it and say, Hey, maybe we need somebody a little bit more seasoned that we can, you know, you know get someone like, maybe like a Giolito who's a little bit older. Uh, maybe yeah. a Stroman who's a little bit older and kind of be a veteran presence of this team in the, in the pitching staff. Absolutely. I think that might be, you, you can go in either direction, get the younger guy and see or so you can get the older veteran that, that might be a more of a leader to this team. Either direction is a right direction for, uh, for <laughs> Baltimore. Uh is they gonna, will they will they do it and sign up them i said they should i just don't know if they will just because of where they're at with the team right now
1: jonathan we'll get a chat of here on, on this um we we started this conversation talking about the cardinals they said they were going to sell are the mets going to sell too
0: again
5: the same thing i said a second ago as far as about about the Orioles. should the mets sell yes the mets should sell Will they? No, because Steve Cohen doesn't under, he doesn't understand the business yeah. side of the of the game of baseball. When it comes to like your team is not good, find a way to get better. You you've committed so much money in in certain areas that you, you what do you I mean you're gonna keep? Which we already know he's already said he'll spend this offseason. He's he he was gonna he'll spend more money this off season. He's, you know he'll do it again. He'll continue overloading the, the payroll, pay the taxes. He doesn't care. He's already said dark- he doesn't care.
1: The new George Steinbrenner, he's the new George, right? Just we're gonna go out and try to
5: buy. I mean, yes, but Steinbrenner—they—they they won. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they won though. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time you saw Steinbrenner? And I have again, it's been so long ago, and I know I was—I was But let me ask y'all: When was the last time you saw Steinbrenner spend money
4: for a fourth mm-hmm. place
5: team? Yeah. Well, not
1: George. I mean, George—it's—he's deceased, so you know what I mean. It's well, well, Nick, but, we talked about, but, about this I on the baseball show
5: about George. I'm going about George Steinbrenner. George Steinbrenner spending money. He goes, I don't care. I'm spending money to win. Yeah, spent money to win. And oh he, yeah, he, yeah,
1: yeah. Never. They never never in fourth place. Yes, if that's true.
5: But when <laughs> was the last time? That's why. The, that's why I asked. When? When was the last time Stein George Steinbrenner spent money for a fourth place team? Never happened. Not the least that I know have. Yeah, like it never happened. Steve Cohen spent money to be in fourth place, and you're closer to the Nationals than you are the Atlanta Braves in your division. So. Yeah, and- your assessment essentially could be a last place team if things really tank. But he's not going to sell. He he doesn't want to. He doesn't understand that he, he, he thinks I'm going to spend more money because that's what that's what wins. But we see from the Mets, from the Padres, from the Dodgers, and I know Dodgers didn't really spend money this offseason. Dodgers but- are
1: in first place. You got to cancel them out. Who? The Dodgers are in first place.
5: Now they are. Yes. If We talked to, I guess, this conversation was a month and a half ago, different conversation, but, Mm -hmm. uh, but again, okay. Then Cardinals, Cardinals spent money and they're in last place. Padres are fourth place in their division. I mean, money, Yankees, Yankees spent money and they're in fourth place in their division. So money spending money stupidly doesn't, doesn't work. And that's what Cohen is trying to do. I mean, goodness gracious, could you, could you, could we see Carlos Correa doing what he's doing. He's not doing anything in Minnesota. What, what if that contract was in New York too, and it was just, uh, it was just what they're, what he's doing in Minnesota is the same he's doing in, in in New York, and they're still in fourth place. My goodness gracious, could you imagine the stories being said about you this team? It would be ridiculous. Running. It would be what absolutely we, And you, and you can't trade those contracts. You can't. Nobody wants them. So they're stuck. The only player that they can actually like trade and get something for because the contract is not bad is Alonzo. and They don't want to trade Alonzo. Like nobody's going to pay 40. Nobody's going to trade for a 40 40-year-old 40 making 40 million dollars in Max Scherzer. Nobody's going to trade for a 40 40-year-old a 40 making 40 million dollars in Justin Verlander. It's not going to work. Nobody's going to do it. They have
1: to eat the money. They'd have to eat a lot of money.
5: I I'm asking the team I'll take if I'm a team say look, I'll take Scherzer I'll give you two prospects. Going to be mid-level prospects, though. I'm not giving yeah. you any of my top prospects. I'm going to give you two mid-level prospects. But hey, guess what? You're going to pay thirty-five million dollars with that contract. I'll Ooh. cover five, but you're going to pay thirty-five, and you're getting two mid-level prospects on it. Bets will hang up on me, but that's I'm, that's all I'm going to do. Like I won't. I won't. I mean, what what time do I have to get Scherzer and Verlander? Who? are 40 years old and they're not pitching to the standard that we've seen them do in the last, you know, in throughout their careers. They're not pitching great. So, I'll pay 5 million, Mets you take 35, I'll give you two prospects that are in my in the 20s of my farm system and we'll shake hands and say call it a deal.
3: But here's the but here's the thing, if I'm the Mets GM, I'm very wary because if I go to my owner and say we got the deal in place with Max Scherzer, the owner might say, "No. Nope, no, nope, don't Correct. do it. I don't want to so- do it." Correct, and you so will mix the deal. So,
5: so why, so why would I even put myself in that position as a, as an opposing general manager to overpay for a guy who, like I said, has been average. Both both of them, both have been average. I'm not overpaying, and I, I'm I'm not going to eat a lot of that. I'm not going to have to take on that contract. You're going to eat that contract. You're going to eat as much. And I and I tell him, I'm being very generous, paying five million dollars. I'm being very generous to you. You know, but I'm not going to overpay to acquire two forty-year-olds who are who are spiraling on the downward side of their career.
1: Hey, what do you, Jonathan? Who uh, who you guys kicking ass on this weekend before we uh, before you get out of here?
5: We're very busy this weekend. I've got uh, four of my teams in action this weekend. We're actually this is one of our last weekends of the summer, so if we're finishing out uh, our season. And I, I can't wait. Uh, honestly, I can't wait because i I'm, what I do normally at the end of our season is I go back and I track where I what records we've set as an organization. This this I highlight some of the, the things we've done uh, from our individual for the athletes what we've done as teams. I mean, we've we've set so many records of most championships won in a season, uh, most most championship game appearances in a season. Most home runs hit in the season. We've finished at, at, at right now. I think we're at 58 home runs uh, hit this season, which shattered our record uh, in one season. Um, oh, it's, I mean, it's, it's 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 been amazing to watch the growth. Uh, and so, I, so am I excited that we get to play and get the coach this weekend? Yes. Am I excited that the season's going to finish? Yes, because I get to do the favorite, my favorite part of highlighting such amazing things that these girls and boys have done. We've had, you know, again, I'd actually didn't point. The boys played this, uh, both my four boys, uh, baseball teams that played this weekend uh, finished. I think the boys actually had their best showing finished uh, seventh in their uh, world series uh, out of 20 teams. Our 16 year team played uh, in front of college uh, coaches again this weekend. So, I mean, it's amazing. I cannot wait to highlight just what accomplishments that we have achieved, records we've broken, uh, and all that means is we have a new goals for the future to shatter and break more records coming up here for the future in the fall and in the next uh, next spring and summer. And we're growing, and that's the best part, as I say, is we're growing, and we're and we've got so many more. Now we had actually tonight we had seven girls come and try out. They're wanting to come and try out for us, so we're getting more more coming. That, that are talented to add to our teams and be able to just go in the direction to blow up and, and, and excel in so many levels and so many uh, different direction uh, ways that I am just absolutely excited for where we're headed and what we're doing. I can't wait for the weekend, but I also can't wait to just absolutely uh, highlight all of our accomplishments, highlight the girls' accomplishments and say, this is now, this, this is the bar that we have set. We're going to break that bar the next year as we go.
1: Hey, well, we appreciate you, Jonathan. Give it up for a uh, guy who can uh, pitch right-handed and left-handed, the legend of a man, Jonathan Grisham, baby.
0: Uh, always,
5: guys. That's the boy. It. That's the boy yeah. right there. See you, sitting Jonathan, in, dark, sitting sitting in there darkness
2: beside. in his car. That's the boy
1: right
5: there. <laughs> definitely, guys. Definitely. I hey, always appreciate it. I'll see you all later. Click. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we got to get some comments out of here. Uh, so, Alan says he, he – uh, he, uh, cut his finger out for the Rangers world series. Uh, well, oh, they, they okay. ain't winning that either. So, <laughs> uh, Bobby G, uh, said, uh, Kaz won, uh, the summer league. Yeah. Hey, Bobby, that's the only thing that's only championship that's coming to Cleveland anytime soon. So, uh, Bobby G is gonna be on the show Thursday, folks. I hope. I don't know if Tanner's booked him or not. So if you're watching still Bobby G, uh, we, we're officially booking you Thursday. We're gonna cover uh, start our divisional uh, predictions uh, for the and it'll be the NFC North with Bobby G. And we'll all I won't be here, but I told Tanner I'd text him my picks. Uh, For division, Scott's going to highlight some players for fantasy wise, uh, but we're going to break down each team uh, and pick the divisions uh, where they're going to rank. So tune into that. Uh, Tanner's been busy doing some stuff. Johnny's still moving or he's just uh, depressed because the Yankees are in last place. So uh, that's where he's been at. I don't really believe he's moving. He's just in a depression then because the Yankees absolutely stink right now. So
3: uh, I, I got a text from Johnny today. He is in the darkness. He won't come out until the Yankees put together a five game winning streak. So, <laughs> well,
0: I mean, we may see not see, see. Hey, we
1: we won't see Johnny until uh, two thousand and twenty four. So yeah. uh, we'll we'll Bob, see him
0: then.
2: Bobby, uh, Nick won't be here, so you can get a word in otherwise. So you
1: know. <laughs>
2: hey, I don't know when.
1: Uh, I I don't know when Green Bay is going to get one again, but we we got one a lot more uh, sooner and uh, you know than later than the the Browns have. So there's that.
3: Woo, woo, woo! <laughs> he ain't gonna come and on then, Thursday now. <laughs> and let's just say to Tanner, Tanner, do not be in the comments anymore. We want you on the show.
2: Yeah, you can't yeah. run the show through the comments, Tanner. Okay, there's no eight monitors to save you in the chat. Okay, you can't, you can't run this show. Hey, uh, do you guys want to talk about the uh, Washington news at all? Yeah, go ahead, or- Sam. Okay. Uh, the NFL has reached an agreement to resolve all remaining legal issues with Dan Snyder, per Mark Mask clearing the way for the six point five billion dollar sale of the Commanders to be finalized. The deal is expected to close officially as soon as Friday. So,
3: goodbye, yeah. Daniel. Thanks. Thanks for your. Uh, thanks yeah. Thanks for your. Thanks for, your, thanks for being one of you. the
2: worst owners of all time. You're. Yeah. A yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I no wish bad. nothing but the worst for you
3: no doubt <laughs> and and now he'll probably be sued by many people in we can only hope
2: they have they have to they'll have to uh watch uh, Tanner's watch uh, uh, I, I think he
1: knows where the dead bodies are so Rodge's and has been protecting him because he he, kno- he knows about
2: my basement oh i mean what
0: yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and
3: exactly. it was nice of you to let like, with uh, Jim Barringer out of the basement Sam
2: well, you know, I, I like I said, he, he tricked my uh, twin daughters, gave him candy. They gave him, a, you know, a shovel. He got out of there. You know, it's okay. I had him tagged. I had him tagged. I, I know where he is.
1: So uh, let's get to our parting shot. Scott, who we betting on tomorrow
3: before we uh, let the world know who we winning, who we winning on tomorrow? Um, three bets I've, I'm going to put in, uh, in right in the morning. Phillies, money line, Padres, money line, and the Braves, money line. So those, those three. Padres, you, Braves,
1: and who else was the first one? Who was the first Phillies. one?
3: Phillies. Yeah. Then those three. And then I'll look at some props in the morning based on – Vegas doesn't come out with props until early in the morning, so that's when I usually do my strikeout and outs record and stuff like that prop. So um, good show again tonight. You know, Monday nights, Jim and and, um, and Johnson are on. You know, always always great to talk to them, great to see them a lot of information that they give out. So, um, you know, Thursday night at a, uh, NFL preview start, you know, it's an exciting time. It's time to ramp it up for NFL and, and the let's talk sports show. We'll be ramping it up big time for the NFL. So stay tuned and, uh, and listen to the information that we give out. It'll be really good. So Sam, uh, what's
2: your uh, final thoughts
1: there, sweetheart, Sam. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> well, Nick, I just came on to tell you how much I love you, buddy. Uh, it's always it's always great being on a show like this. It's this something I've always kind of wanted to do, so it, it's it's very awesome. And you got to treasure things like this. Enjoy the ride uh, until it's over, okay? And eventually, it gets over, but hopefully, that is far, far away into the future. Enjoy the ride with anything you do. Enjoy the ride.
1: That's what she said.
2: Oh, you
1: yeah, said.
0: Oh,
2: oh, oh.
1: you're going to
2: the basement basement
1: <laughs> time for you. uh no it's always a pleasure uh short man crew with the three of us holding it down but anytime you get to talk to somebody uh who is as knowledgeable as Jim Behringer, uh you Got know it, it's it's a it's a great time uh it's you know, Jim's uh, that guy's just so much knowledge on so many aspects of life that I would never even think about, uh, you know, getting into. So kudos to him. Uh, oh, hey, Flo's taking shots at Tanner over here. So, uh, you know, it, it'll be a. Uh, it, it'll be uh interesting there so uh <laughs> yeah
0: well I
2: mean I mean a wolf doesn't concern himself with the opinions of sheep though
1: Ooh. So, Ooh. Ooh. as always as always um you know, it's been a pleasure, boys. As always, we'll be back uh, Thursday night. Uh, I, the boys will be holding down the fort for me. I have—I'll uh, be at a baseball game uh, watching the Springfield Cardinals. Uh, so a little uh, double A action there for my job. So I won't be in. I might try to. It depends on what time the game starts at seven. So I might be able to catch you in the back end of the back half of the show there. Uh, so uh, just to say, uh up. So. Uh, we'll see <laughs> we'll see you then thursday night eight o'clock central nine eastern we'll catch you then be a friend tell a friend folks like subscribe share uh johnny we miss you brother uh hopefully the yankees go on this five games this soon. week when we get you back so uh you know tanner's too busy doing other stuff i need a pay race around here i gotta hit the <laughs> old outro i gotta do maybe, it all
2: maybe it was memphis Alright, I don't even know where the outro button is There it is,
1: here we go Maybe We'll see it all
2: Life
4: better pop off, what do you like? Make a dream job, no nine five, no mean box Just my life and free thoughts You could try to play, but you're never gonna beat me Look the other way, what I'm doing